kicked into full overdrive oh so it's capcom's fault is what you're saying yeah it's not the white claw yeah i mean no no it was definitely white i had a white i drank like in in white claw's defense i drank like (laughs) in white claw's defense i drank like 16 of them over the course of six hours yeah but you have to because your body just metabolizes it so yeah you just gotta pound them it's the only way to do it (laughs) but but the thing is though like i had I had the hiccups for like 45 minutes straight. I had like a reflux issue that night while I was streaming. And then like it persisted for the last over 24 hours. It's been 24 hours since I've had a sip of White Claw. And I can still somehow smell that last sip, the sip that did me in of the black cherry white claw, which I think Oh, I hate black cherry. I think it's almost as bad as the lime. It's it's really variety pack number one. I like the lime. I'm into the lime. Lime gives me heartburn. Everybody likes the mango. I'm not it. I'm not that into the mango. I fuck with the mango, but the raspberry. Mm. I was gonna say we can all agree here. Yeah, raspberry, tasty. Mm. Yeah. When I get the hiccups, it's like it's like the most emasculating thing in the world because I don't just hiccup. Like I do the same thing that any like two year old toddler does, where like my whole body sort of does like a worm (laughs) vertically. It's like every single time. I hate when I have the hiccups. It's like the most embarrassing thing every time. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine, imagine that 45 minutes straight while you're live with like, right. Everyone, everyone asks it like every new person who joins in. Hey man, are you okay? Like, <laughs> no, it's like, been, this hmm. has been going on forever. I, I, and the thing is like, I was blackout drunk when I got the hiccups and I had them until I ended the stream. So I'm, oh, I'm, I've been there. I'm like, I'm like 99% sure that I ended the stream because the hiccups just pissed me off. I was right. like, all right, I'm fucking going to bed. Done. <laughs> Bro, there's this, there was a super smash night where I was surprised super smashed and I got a hiccups around, I don't know, like midnight or something. And there's like, people have clips of me, like not being able to stop hiccuping. And like, at one point I tried to just lay back in my chair and I was like, <laughs> all right, peace. And I just like reclined <laughs> all the way back. Yeah. I did the napkin trick where you put like the, uh, the napkin over the head of your pint glass of water oh that too yeah yeah wait what what is the what is the napkin (laughs) trick the head the head is right here boys the head is the rim of your glass uh what you do is you take you take a uh paper towel anatomy of a glass with your host Mm -hmm. scott kelly welcome Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh former bartender current alcoholic scott kelly here uh well you were just you were just practicing for the big show yeah it's i'm I'm basically billy mays but i'm not dead but i wish i was you know what i mean like if i could if i could do one of those like ryan reynolds jamie lee curtis body swap movies right now the dead celebrity i would do it i'd be dead kurt cobain you kidding me oh they start already yeah well, this, this, this is episode 27, so yeah. it is, boys. We are officially sh- in the 27 club, y'all. That's right. Get your double barrels out. You know How are we going to do it? That's the question. How are we going to do it? Real. Yeah, are we going <laughs> to? I have a feeling if I have another single, like a single sip of White Claw, I'll just fucking die. Like, right, right. That's probably the easiest way to It'll go about it. It'll be your last hiccup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our, our 27 club is a collective death by heartburn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Too, too much of the sauce. Do, do, do you think that's why Kurt Cobain did it? You know, like he couldn't even eat a meatball sub or a jalapeno pepper <laughs> yeah. without burping and, and gagging on his own burp. Yeah, his doctor handed him the anti-GERD diet. He was like, is there even a point anymore? <laughs> no cheese, no spicy, no salt, right? What, Look, all, all, all this money and fame isn't doing it for me. It's, this GERD diet's not helping <laughs> either. Let's, let's just call it a day, huh? Yeah. 
Have you seen who I'm dating? Well, I mean, yeah, I was gonna say, if you had a choice of either killing yourself or fucking Courtney Cobain, I, <laughs> I'm sorry, Courtney Love Hewitt, uh, we all know what we would do. Yeah, promptly kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no joke there, just a harsh reality. I have... No, that, I mean, that, that, man's, that man's dick must have stank all the time. Uh, <laughs> she, she, looks like she, she looks like she hasn't showered since he died. It's fucking horrific. Yeah, she's not looking great. She's no. not looking great. No. Kirk, Kirk Cobain's penis is the suspiciously cheap apartment in Fishtown. <laughs> no, why is an apartment so cheap? Uh, have you smelled it lately? It smells, really smells like Courtney Love in here. No. That's now the metric for like whether or not to buy an apartment. How much it reminds me of Courtney Love. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, a, there's a new indicator on, on Zillow. Yeah. <laughs> Where does it land on the Courtney Love factor? <laughs> It's like, well, there aren't any needles in the apartment, but there's a lot of them surrounding it right now. Right. So. <laughs> That's a lazy garbage man. That's what that is. Couldn't get them all the way to the curb. Uh, Look, we have a, some fun I, I, stuff. I don't know if you're familiar about. with Fishtown, Chris, I, but from that last sentence, I don't think you are. No, not at all. <laughs> okay. No, I just made a fish reference because. Imagine if Pinhead, because imagine if Pinhead instead of nails had hypodermic needles in every part of his face. And no, that's that's ninety percent of the uh, pedestrians, the street traffic in Fishtown and Kensington. Okay. All right. So then, I, so then, it's a good mental image. I, but then I feel <laughs> yeah, like really. that kind of that kind of means I was right though. At the same time, doesn't it? Like, isn't that the image we're painting? Courtney Love, dirty couple of needles, heroin, pedestrian, trash cans. She, she ran all the five K's. Hasn't showered in between. <laughs> she didn't run any 5Ks. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> well, she paid 5K for a couple of lines of something. Yeah. Back to back. Uh, I, I was going to suggest that she between. did a thousand lines of K. Or five thousand lines of K. <laughs> it's ketamine, boys. The K stands for ketamine, boys. Yeah. <laughs> she's not... She's not <laughs> She's not eating frosted flakes, you know what I mean? <laughs> she shops at a very different Kmart than the rest of us. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. We have a lot of main topics this week. Yeah. I have watched so much TV this week. Well, one I, less I now, put, really. I'll take that out. Boop. I put I put the numbers together, and I was like, wow, we really... Scott and I couldn't help ourselves with Dark, but... I gotta tell you, towards the end, I'm like, all right, just wrap this motherfucker up. (laughs) Let's go, boys. I gotta go to bed. I loved every second of it, but I was was like, okay. Maybe I shouldn't agree to two seasons of television before next week's podcast. That's why when you guys said that, I was like, all right. I was like, that's a lot to get done, but hey. The first season I was doing it at such nice intervals, I'd watch like two or three, especially with the subtitles on, because you really have to... It's not like I can... like play wow or play a game and just like listen and then like oh really good parts happening let me actually watch yeah i have to sit there and read the fucking you know but i try i tried a couple times and i think i left i think i left subs on too long to even taste the dub sandwich i couldn't do it i tried like once or twice in season three um so i could just listen and do something else at the same time and i turned it on and i was like i don't know who any of these people are because they all sound totally fucking yeah. wrong to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, who's talking? Is Bartosh? No, it's not Bartosh. Nope. Oh, okay. It is. That's weird. But bravo for, for remembering Bartosh's name. I mean, he's he's really the most. He's the appendix of the cast. You know what I mean? Like, he really could have gone and it would have been okay. But we'll get to that. Yeah, I have lots of 
lots of thoughts about the show as a whole and about season two and season three individually. Excellent. I can't wait to get into it. I've categorized my thoughts for you. Uh, Boys, from time to time, you may see me run out of frame. Okay. Uh, and that'll be because I'm I'm going to get a big old big old sip of water because the GERD is it's it's unrelenting. All right. And and cruel, very much like the never mind. Well there was another Courtney there's another Courtney Love one, but it's yeah, today's I, know, not I, about, I knew it. I want to I want to hear it now. Today's not about her. This is about Kurt. This this podcast is dedicated to Kurt Cobain. Guys, please, can we stick to trivializing his death instead of Courtney Love's life? I would really appreciate that. I have I have several friends who, despite um, all evidence, still think that she did it. Yeah, like legitimately. Yeah. I just want it's I just want reasons. To, I want I want reasons to hate her more than I already do. You know, what I mean? it's like it's like it's dogpile, right? Like this, like we we talked about it with the Snyder cut. The second one thing in the script seems un- unrealistic or ridiculous or cheapened, which is literally everything. Every every word I use there, I would use to describe Courtney Love all the time, forever and ever and ever into eternity. Uh, hole also sucks. Well, uh, holes. Well, no, I don't like hole. We, we already terrible. we already did this. We've but, had this but, conversation. Yeah, disagree. Yeah. Disagree. The ball. The balls it takes to name your band after the one thing no one wants to associate with you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> We're off to a great start today, boys. Yeah, I would hate to see her hole. I have to back you up on that. It's any any of them. Any. Well, of the them. thing is, like, which one do you think's worse? You know, of, of like, of like, of like. Of like the two that are unavoidable on a red carpet in 1999. Like judging no. by the ones we can uh, see all the time. Like, <laughs> like we can see the mouth and that doesn't look good. And usually the mouth on other people looks perfectly fine. So you can imagine mm-hmm. once you get downstairs can't be yeah. can't be a good situation. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, we haven't seen that dirty pussy or, or uh, <laughs> what, what did we say last week? Fat, greasy pussy uh, since uh, at least like 97. So we have like 24 years of just like fungal growth to account for. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. he's got to be like trying to pick apart a Brillo patent, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining this. Imagine that somebody threw like an Arby's roast beef sandwich into a bear trap. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, like Ar- let's, and let's be real here. Arby's isn't appetizing in the first place. You know what I mean? Like even when it's fresh. Uh, yeah. Even when, Ar- even when Arby's is fresh, you don't want it, but like bear trap out in the woods wildlife like we're talking bear trap roast beef second harvest courtney love (laughs) don't make me do it welcome 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 (laughs) to the cynical nerd podcast boys pretty good boy howdy how are we today i am joined as always by derek Drinking out of a fat cat mug uh, no, and Scott. No, it's a corgi. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, it's a corgi. Please. Sorry, you tricked me. Look like a kitty. You showed me that before. Too. I, I did. still fucked it up. Yeah. Derek, how are you? This fine April day. April, it's a think, it's fine April it. day. Uh, I'm being just 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 ravaged by allergies today. Um, yeah, I feel it. Besides feel that, that uh, doing wonderfully. Uh, we have some good stuff to talk about in here. Uh, I'm actually excited to see everybody's thoughts on Knives Out. Um, I know we already covered Dark, so yeah, let's. I'm ready to get into it. Word, Scott, how are you uh, this day? I feel like uh, like I ate a bunch of fire ants, and they've uh, they built a tiny world in my esophagus, going about their everyday lives like spe- specks of dust, really in- insignificant to everyone else mm-hmm. in the entire mm-hmm. world but me, uh, to which they call never ending, unending. 
uh, fiery, fiery, stabby, pain, death, and and uh, I, I want to, I want to eat yeah. more toothpaste. I want to eat some toothpaste. F- fiery, stabby. Did the pain toothpaste death? help? I'm curious. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it really does. Yeah. It's disgusting, but I mean, you know, gets the job done. Yeah, I'm having a right. hard time maintaining my train of thought though because I feel like it's subsiding now. I feel like the uh, the gird's retaking. You're just gonna have a fucking tube right next to you. Your emergency <laughs> tube to just fucking chug right on oh, the fucking God. YouTube video. I feel like I'm watching the creation of a like trivia question related to the Cynical Nerd podcast. Like, in which episode did Scott eat from a tube of toothpaste? <laughs> <laughs> Table three. You're right. Free beer. Uh, this is episode twenty-seven. I don't know. We're, it's probably going to be some kind of thumbnail reference to Kurt Cobain. Hopefully not that bad. I've been looking back at our our catalog here, and I'm like, we very often are on such a fine line. Yeah. <laughs> it's been at least 27 jokes about Kurt Cobain, I'd say, at a minimum. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I would like, to, I mean, I know this is probably going to be hard to pull off, but, but I would like to perhaps in some way insinuate that it was a nasty, disgusting heroin pussy queef from Courtney Love that actually caved in the front and shot out the back of Kurt Cobain's head. <laughs> you, 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 you or at least nine, pulled the trigger. Ever, he was just cleaning the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you ever been like 69ing with, with your girlfriend and like, you know, <laughs> you're, I don't know if you guys know this, but wait, but when, when we all come, our buttholes pucker like acne horns. <laughs> <laughs> Like you know, when you squeeze it, like the big old and the mouth comes. Like from yeah. time from time to time, someone might toot when they're coming. You might you might toot every now and then. Coming. Sometimes you get a toot. Sometimes it's a package deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just picturing a scenario where where Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love were 69ing. She came and farted directly into his face. And and when and when she looks back, it's like it was like season one of the boys when when uh, what was her name? Fucking Pop, Pop Claw. Claw yeah. <laughs> And she was like, fuck. Uh, <laughs> but like, but like, Courtney's like a disgusting bitch. So she doesn't even acknowledge she She's like, that was good. Thanks. And just gets up and walks away. <laughs> and then she finds Kurt later yeah. and thinks it was suicide. <laughs> right. Like she doesn't even know. She never even picked it. She genuinely believes he shot himself. <laughs> Oh, rip Chris. Uh, I can't. <laughs> watching, watching Chris laugh makes me laugh twice as hard. As I know. I know. <laughs> it's actually painful right now. Uh, like my sides ache. Muscles my fat ass doesn't use on a daily basis. Oh, fuck. Boys. All right. <laughs> yeah, let's get into it. Ooh, now that I'm. Started crying already before our first weekend review news. <sighs> okay, we're, boys. We really burned like ten minutes on Courtney. Courtney loves nasty. Yeah, 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 we yeah. did. <laughs> yeah, T- time time well spent, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd have to agree with you. Hard to regret. Um. All right. So first off is just a piece of uh, weird, fun. I don't know. Whatever. Kind of depends on how you feel about Lavar Burton. Uh, as you all know. Our main man, Alex Trebek, passed away a little bit ago. All They've right, been Peter. doing... That's one death you, like, can't, you can't make a joke about, really. Yeah, no. No, yeah. Not like Not Jim for Varney. like 10 years. Like, give it a little while, and then maybe if a Jeopardy-related joke that's real light, you could squeeze it in, but nothing how dark. Long, Not for at least how, 20 years. Okay, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, it, it, as, long as, as long as the joke 
the the answer to the joke if it's like you know like a, a setup and a delivery is answered in the form of a question. I think you I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. Uh, what is the river sticks for three hundred? <laughs> <laughs> Boys, fuck me. <laughs> I have like a literal like condensation in the corner of my glasses because I was crying so fucking hard. Uh, long anyway, so they've been doing these rotating hosts of different celebrities. Yeah. The longest running uh, contestant, uh, Fuckface McGee. I forget his name. It's uh, relevant to this. Yeah, yeah, I know the one you're thinking. And now, God, what my man name? Levar Burton from fucking reading rainbow and star trek the next generation has been kind of campaigning for himself to be the new host of of jeopardy and i'm totally fine with this i don't have a problem with lavar burton i grew up watching him on tv sure why not who cares no one's gonna be able to fill the uh weird blue tv screen shaped hole in my heart that alex trebek left so might as well be the lavar burton yeah agreed i mean if it's gonna be anyone it should be i don't know everybody loves lavar the thing is, like, LeVar has, in the same way that Alex Trebek had, like, a squeaky clean record. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, for it, from what I know of LeVar, which is very little, I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that on the front street, as Chris would say. Uh, uh, I know very little of Le- LeVar Burton, aside from his work in Roots, Star Trek, and The Reading Rainbow. But, like, they had Dr. Oz hosting, right? Dr. Oz isn't even a fucking doctor. I'm Dr. Yeah. Scott, by the way, now. Everyone has to address me as Dr. Scott. What's uh, that based on, Scott? Um... Sheer fucking will, willpower, and and me being so petty that I'll I'll be a dick about it if you don't. I'll, I, just I mean, I'll do it. I like it, Doctor Scott. Yeah, yeah. It just, flies just for this out. episode, though, right? Or yeah. just maybe just for this segment. Uh, maybe all I already, time. I already, I already feel we'll like see. I already feel like a fraud, and like a pompous piece of shit. <laughs> I imagine, I imagine, uh, it's probably hard for Doctor Oz to look himself in the mirror every day. And uh, Lavar Burton is a pop culture icon. The bar is already so low. You have you have former contestants hosting. Why not just give the man a fucking paycheck? Yeah, Ken Jennings, which is right. really an insult to Alex, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah. what, he was just tired of seeing that guy at some point. I mean, anybody would be. Right. Uh, really just kind of pisses on the grave of uh, Alex. So, LeVar Burton, I'm all for it. Nice. Uh, th- I don't know how, on, on the scale, on the scoot scale, I don't know how funny you guys think uh, Stephen Colbert is. I happen to find him quite funny. He tweeted about it. Uh, I think LeVar Burton should just host Jeopardy as Jordi LaForge and the buzzer should be facers and data should be the judge and it should be in space and also just be Star Trek. <laughs> it made me laugh. Whatever. Yeah. I don't often read fucking tweets, but it, how funny it would it be if LeVar Burton beat the fuck out of Stephen Colbert? Yeah, <laughs> like, that would be like funny. In this, like Jeopardy. No, just like just like in the streets of like just fucking sees him on public and just kicks his ass. That's the first th- th- thing yeah. that he sullies his record with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I would uh, set these I, hands I hope- to stun. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Don't ever, don't one. ever again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was a, a plus joke, bro. A plus. I, I knew I knew Chris would appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you, yeah. thank you. Uh, I think he should do it after he gets the Jeopardy job. Just seeing how serious he is, like he just got the gig. It's gonna give him a paycheck for the rest of his life. Because you know, let's be real, Levar Burton's not sure where his next paycheck is coming from right now. Yeah. I mean, come on, what's he doing? So Being a big old honey all the time, anywhere he can. Get a problem with that, Chris? Is that enough? Yeah, I, not enough on the resume for enough. you? On the resume? Uh, oh, resume from French, I believe. Uh, so fans started a petition 
Yes, that was the Zack Snyder Justice League reference. Uh, to make LeVar Burton the new host of Jeopardy. So like 230, 250,000 signatures so far. So yeah, what, what all I'm saying is, let's do this. Uh, and mm-hmm. then also have him fight Stephen Colbert to the death. Yeah. I think we've all, that's the proper Who is timeline. A bitch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We've talked <laughs> enough about that. Um, couple trailers this week, actually, gentlemen. There's a new trailer that came out for Army of the Dead, which is Zack Snyder's Ooh, direct yeah. to Netflix film with our boy uh, Dave Bautista in it. Comes to select theaters in Netflix May 21st. Um, Scott, how'd you feel about the new trailer? I hated it. Did you? I hated it so much, yeah. They're doing that fucking thing that every zombie movie does where they have to like become organized and be like people again. What's the fucking point? If they're smart enough to organize and strategize how they're going to kill people, they can't figure out how to maybe, like, I don't know, cook food instead of eating people. Like, what the, what the, where's the fucking line? It's stupid. It's dumb. If I guarantee you in this movie there's going to be a zombie riding a motorcycle over a fucking jump. There'll be explosions. It's going to be <laughs> so stupid. Dressed up like Evil Knievel. I'll put money down on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to be real bad. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, the cast looks interesting. I, I believe I saw Tig in there. Tig Nataro? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's the second I saw zombies with any kind of like, it's it's land of the dead all over again, isn't it? Didn't we learn anything? No, <laughs> that's the answer to that question, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's, straight it's no. Um, yeah, I don't know, uh, Derek. How would you feel about it? Uh, I think it looks really dumb, uh, but I think that there's value to it. I think that it's the perfect movie. To get together with the boys and get shit faced and just laugh at and enjoy the just over the top action of it. Like, I don't think it's going to be a totally without completely devoid of value. Like, I think it has a dumb fun factor to it. Um, but there's not like there's not going to be a point that's made right. Like, th- there's there's no way like there's there's no points to be le- left be- to be made in the zombie genre to begin with. But you can tell even from this trailer, there's not going to. But I don't think that it's trying to. Like, I don't think there's going to be a like lesson about the human condition. It's just badass people with guns I... shooting zombies, and it's it's Snyder. So I mean, I don't know. I think it'll be a good thing to sort of get together, get drunk, and laugh at. That's fine. So here's my here's my problem with it. The trailer looks fun enough, right? Um, it looks like it might be dumb fun. I was okay as the trailer starts to come uh, starts to come into focus and you see like what they're going for. I was okay with some light organization within the zombies. Kind of like what they did with I Am Legend. Like there, there seems to be like one that the others follow or something stupid like that. Yeah. And then what Wait, they, but, they, but you they, said yourself though, something stupid like that. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you were waiting for that, weren't you? No, I mean, but, but you know, you know it's bad. You're waiting for your on-ramp on the highway of my conversation. I see. I see how it was. Um, so, but, well, here's yeah, the thing. Uh, it gets be, be, worse be, and be worse. Born, there is an accident ahead in this conversation, Chris. 25-minute <laughs> delay ahead. Yeah, it's going to be rough. It gets worse and worse, though, right? So, like, some basic, like, acknowledgement to another zombie of, like, let's eat them. <laughs> that sounds so stupid in my head. Was <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, I'm just going to roll with it. Let's eat those guys. That's fine to me. But then they show like two zombies head to head, and I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" Like, like you know, like in a loving type mm-hmm. manner or something. And then they showed one on a fucking horse, like wearing a metal mask. And I was like, "What is that? Yeah. Come on, that's dumb." Like, I, I, you can get away with a little bit, sure. Maybe they're 
hive mindish or there there's some there's some residual memory of like hierarchy, but like not the the horse shit. Get the, you think a horse would sit still for a fucking zombie? Are you kidding me? What? That's the dumbest shit. Uh, I don't know. That's I what, mean, obviously, I, I, I like the, I, I'm with you there. I feel like when they did 28 days later, however long ago that was, because it was a long time now. Uh, they kind of flipped the scripts. Zombies have always been like slow and lumbering, and then they made them yeah. like, oh, it's a it's a rage virus, so they're just fast and they lash out and blah. It's like all you know base instincts. And I thought that was a cool way to explain that to way. But I agree when they like retain some sense of their agency, where they're like, yeah, let's get the humans, guys. Like it, it's really it's yeah. it's very this had dumb. Some I agree. Braveheart vibes in it, and I hated every second of it. But Chris, <laughs> let me ask you a question. Are you saying that? that you don't find it. You don't find it to be acceptable to see two zombies showing affection, like two zombies in love. <laughs> are you? Are you? Are you some kind of some kind of new age horror bigot? I, I'm. I feel like I'm missing. Where's the trap at? I feel like I'm missing the, the bear. No, no well, trap. I, just answer the question. Yeah, I'm just saying. I, I'm, I'm just saying. I, I think it should be perfectly acceptable for two sentient adult zombies. I mean, not not like a little kid zombie and adult zombie. That's still gross. But like two consenting adult zombies of any gender, race, or uh, mm-hmm. level of decay to fall in love and make love. Yeah. Do you think that zombie so, couples go to heaven, Chris? That's my follow-up <laughs> question. Or is there is an alternative like, place that they go? Is this like the horror version of all dogs go to heaven? <laughs> uh, d- d- zombie sex, though. Is that like? Is that is that going to be a thing? We have zombie head. We have zombie head rubs and hugs. Are we getting zombie sex? Mm. Mm. Let me ask you a question. Oh, all right. Go ahead. <laughs> is this Courtney Love related? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to ask you the same question. <laughs> what do you think smells worse? Yes, it's, dude, it's like it's like you're in my head. Uh, I'm, it, I'm, I'm going. I'm going zombie. I'm, I'm going zombie sex. Zombie you sex. That smell. <laughs> zombies. Zombie sex probably smells a lot worse than Court of Love, but it's because decomposing flesh, trapped air. You know. Yeah, but like, what if uh, what if it's at the that, end of like a seven day binge, like a heroin binge, and she's been in the tub for like three days, passed out. <laughs> I still gotta soaking, go with the, uh, the the the, the decomp queef. It's probably gonna smell a bit <laughs> yeah. worse. Yeah, I mean we're talking weeks yeah. in the desert, you know, yeah. right. dry well, dry heat. Fucking Hmong princess, you know, just fucking. <laughs> oh no! <God>. <laughs> <laughs> no, Wait, is it Hmong? I thought it was Munch this whole time, like with a with like a j at the end. Is it Hmong? I, I think you're thinking Manje, like like eat eat Manje. Eat. I thought it was Munching, but okay, Munging. All right, I got it. I'm, I mean, I'm going. I'm going by uh, episode from South, South Park season two, where they dig up Kyle's grandmother. Yeah, I believe your reasoning. I, I, I'm with you. I trust you enough to, uh, as a linguist, to know the proper pronunciation for this. So I'm comfortable with that. I, I'm yeah. just. I'm just trusting uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Okay. As, is, as, as you should. As yeah. As we all should. As we all should. All right. Moving on. Uh, next trailer. We have a weird one that I caught. Thought it was interesting enough to at least watch trailer for it. I don't know if I'll watch the film for it. That remains to be seen. There's a movie coming out called The Waterman. I hadn't heard of it before. Uh, it's in theaters May 7th, starring David <laughs> Oil. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm so fucking mad at you for making us watch a trailer for a movie called The Waterman. <laughs> Why? Sorry, well, Chris, I, thought, please I thought it was going to be like the pee-pee-poo-poo man or the stinky butt-butt man at first. And then, when oh, I, okay. then when I realized it was just on that bridge to Terabithia bullshit we were talking about last week, I was even more angry because now, now, like, I can't get my three minutes back and I'm not going to watch it even to make fun of it because a little kid's going to die of cancer at the end. 
or someone, I, or Rosario Dawson's going to die of cancer. Someone has cancer. Yeah. At least Rosario like, Dawson is going to die of cancer for sure. I feel like we had a mental link this week, Scott, because literally when I saw this trailer, I went, this reminds me of Bridge Terabithia. We just talked about it last week. Uh, Rosario Dawson, I'm going to butcher this guy, this kid's last name, David Oyelowo, sure. Lonnie Chavis. Uh, Alfred Molina, oddly, I was like, oh, hey, you're still, you're alive, right? Also, because you're going to be in the Spider-Man 3 film. We all know it, and I wish you would stop dancing around. It starts off very much like this is going to be kind of a horror movie, which is why I thought the trailer was kind of neat. I don't know if that's what they're going for, but it, it turns very much into like a like kid empowerment family love type film. And I was like, OK, I don't know. I'm going to make these guys watch it. Fuck them. Yeah, <laughs> good, 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 good move. Like yeah, I, I could really tell when I was watching that you had no respect for me anymore. Yeah, that's really what I it. literally my first thought was like, we're really going to talk about this. This is what we're going to talk about this. Week. What do you say about it? Oh, I really liked the part where he had the samurai sword. That's it. That's that's all I yeah, have. Bro. That's it. That, that part's legit. Uh, look, I'm trying to put some some varied topics in here. Okay, I, I feel like all I ever zero in on is superhero stuff. Fair play. Fair play. And I'm trying to, you know, the, the, no family friendly movie. Okay, no more. No, no homeward bounds. No, no. I mean, home, no homeward bound. Homeward is bound is always is a masterpiece. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but if we okay, I know this is like this is basically an impossible question because we are already in our thirties and can remember fondly. If if you if homeward bound didn't exist until today and I showed you the trailer for the first time, you'd never seen it. Wouldn't you be like, what the fuck are you asking me to watch right now? This is like, well, a, of course, because like the Terabithia movie, <laughs> these production companies did not know how to cut a trailer until like 2005. I mean, yeah, for all of cinema, true. they had no watch a trailer for the greatest fucking movie, but it came out in 1998. It's the stupidest trailer in the world. It's awful. They had they no really idea bad. how to cut trailers. Well, with the, with the exception of the sixth sense, that trailer slapped. I don't remember it, but I'm going to watch it now. I'm going to do yeah. that. that. That trailer, like, I mean, it <clears throat> gets your little 12 year old heart fluttering, you know, the real embarrassing thing is going to be like, what if I put this on one afternoon and it ends up just being incredible? And then I have to admit <laughs> that to you, because right now I'm very confident that it's going to be really, really dumb. <laughs> it's the called is, Waterman. Like, I mean, what yeah, else do you where name, else do you go with that? Yeah, the name makes me not take it seriously, because like <laughs> that, that's that's literally that's legitimately what if this was called anything else, it'd be like, all right. It's not for me, but it exists. That's fine. But the name of this movie makes me hate it. I, I can't look at it objectively. I have so much internalized hate between like the bye bye man and the tall man and the sleepy man and the empty man. Yeah. yeah. Those are all real movies. And uh, why? It could have been called They're in the Woods. They could have called it Through the Woods. All right. That's intriguing. I'm into yeah. that. Waterman. It just makes me think it's a sequel to Waterboy. And then when it wasn't that, it was doomed to fail from the beginning. When it wasn't that, I was just like, mm, I'm out. Nuh-uh. Look, I don't want Adam Sandler to what? revisit any of his old roles, but please, for, for the love of God, make that fucking movie. Yeah. Make Waterman. What, what, what if. Looks like, like Mama's very, wrong that, again. That very, that very last shot where it's like him under the bed hiding in his feet, it just pans up and it's just Bobby Boucher's face <laughs> under the hood. Oh my God. All right, so, so what do you think salvageable. smells? Yeah, what, high, what do you? Quality <laughs> All right, so listen, what do you think smells worse? What? what, what? Vicky, Vicky Valancourt or Courtney Love? Courtney Love. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I would one hundred percent lick Vicky Valancourt's armpits before I would even step yeah. foot in the same room with Courtney Love Hewitt. I'm not saying Vicky Valancourt smells good because she lives in the swamps of Louisiana, so it's got to be bad, but still better than Courtney Love. Yeah, and Louisiana's before you get all uh, up in arms about it. You know you stink. 
Your whole you guys kind of smell like shit. Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing. Uh, okay, guys, have you ever thought I told a really funny joke and now I should hire Mark Hamill and make a movie about it? Actually, sorry. Let me rephrase that. I know have what you're you doing. I know what you're doing, but you can't even properly make fun of this when you just praise the last thing, kind of sorta. Just don't leave me in this hole. Let's, let's journey How forward dare you together. stand where he stood? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me rephrase it. Have, have you ever told a kind of funny joke and then thought I should hire Mark Hamill and, and do a bit about it? I don't know if it's just me. Right. I don't find Burt Kreischer to be all that funny. Let me ask you this. Have you ever told a joke that went viral and made you a multiple millionaire in your late 30s, early 40s? Um, well, you know the answer to that, Scott. Why are you making me hurt so much? <laughs> I just, I just We're think not even that at I think, our late thirties yet. I think, I think. Well, the thing is, like, I get it. I get why you're like eh, about it. And truth be told, I mean, I'm not looking forward to it necessarily. But the idea that Mark Hamill signed on for a comedy means it's either going to be incredibly funny, or it's going to be so bad that it's going to be something you can't not watch on a regular basis for. You ever see something that's so bad that you like kind of like get like a little fix for it? You know what I mean? You like you rewatch the same shitty sketch on SNL or the same shitty movie like three or four times. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, we just we just watched fucking Psycho Gorman, bro. You haven't rewatched? No, but I want to. Well, for, but that well, wasn't off, shitty. Bro. That had just... uh, frig <laughs> off. Great callback. Oh, that, Holy that, shit. that was good. That was good. Scott. Legendary. Um. Well, so. I would say that, sure, objectively, you could call that movie bad, but I would I, so I would say no because I wouldn't rewatch it if I truly thought it had no value. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like the Ace Ventura movies. As as this is my personal example. As a, you see those as a kid, I don't know about you guys, but I thought they were the funniest thing, fucking of all time. Like Ace Ventura two, I always thought was funnier. Unpopular yeah. opinion, apparently, but I always thought it was funny. Uh, you, I grew up, and one day I was like, huh, I wonder how critics had reacted to that back in the day. They did not. Everybody fucking hated it. And I'm yeah. like, I still watch it. Like, so so nah. technically that movie is not considered great, but like I find value in it. I still find it funny. I wouldn't go back and watch something I actually thought was shit because there's no joy in that for me. So if I'm watching it, I find some value. Psycho Gorman was was fun. You know what I mean? mean? Yeah, but but it's also bad. Like Psycho Gorman's really bad. I mean, it's it's intentionally bad, but there's different kinds. There's different levels to camp. There's camp that works and camp that doesn't. You know what I mean? Uh. And I think I think Burt Kreischer, like because he takes his shirt off, a lot of people like looked at him like he's a moron. He's not a genius, but he is a very good businessman. You see the way he runs his his social media. Uh, he, I think he Burt Kreischer is a good dude. Like I, I want to say that. Like I can't get into that, his stand up, you know. but he is a good dude. And like I, I catch YouTube snippets of his podcast, and I think yeah. he has a TV show on Netflix right now or something that actually seems kind of interesting. Where he has, like, uh, yeah, it was uh, he did a thing and, the, the cabin. It was him, Tom Segura, yeah, Nikki Glaser, uh, and they just like do shit like weird shit. Like they just yeah. get together and hang out. Like it seems fun. I, I just well, can't no, I, I, personally get into his stand up, but he is a good dude. I agree with you there. No, yeah, he seems like a great dude, but uh, I feel like the best business decision he ever made was becoming really good friends with Tom Segura and staying very close <laughs> yeah. to him. Do you know what I mean? Like that's that's the worst backing I mean, a compliment. I mean, I Tom, Tom, Tom Segura is Tom Segura is one of the greats, though. Yeah, 
like, Gritty titty. Like, Tom like, Segura is amazing. Yeah, like everything Tom Segura does is fucking hilarious. Yes. Um, Did you see the action figure he made for his, <laughs> when he broke his arm? Yeah. They made a little action figure you can paint, and it's like it's like a picture of Tom on the side of the packaging, like with his arm flailed out to the side. It's <laughs> so good. Yeah, he broke his right arm now. and his leg. Playing basketball. He broke his leg, too? I thought it was just his arm. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he broke... I'm pretty sure the leg was twisted, too, but I could be... I could be mistaken. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy you're seeing this live. Yeah, so he uh, broke he broke it on film and then just played it up like to the max, like making fun of himself. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I mean, dude, like, <laughs> when's the last time you seen Mark Hamill in live action besides Star Wars? It was Cockknocker, right? Probably. And Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. So, like, probably. <laughs> I think I, I, actually, I, I actually have another a picture of the actual action figure I got to send to you. Yeah, I have it here too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty fantastic. Sorry, boys. Uh, they're sending pictures in Discord of the action figure so we can all laugh at it. Um, also, so before we continue chatting about it, I, I've done a poor host job this week of explaining what we're talking about. We just start talking about something. Uh, there was an announcement that uh, Burt Kreischer did a joke called the machine and it went kind of viral on the internet i still don't really understand why because i don't find the joke to be all that funny but uh there is apparently rumors from the hollywood reporter that there will be a movie coming out based on that inspired by the supposedly true story uh mark hamill was cast as his father and there was going to be something you know something about it yeah Uh, but uh anyway scott you were talking uh, well, the movie's supposed to, like, I think they're going to touch on what the stand-up bit was, but it's not just going to be a retelling of a 25-minute mm. story. You know what I mean? Like, I, I personally think that the fact that that story is 100% true makes Burt Kreischer probably one of the most interesting people in any room he walks into. Because he it from the stand-up I've seen and from the podcast I've watched that he's a part of, he, his life is full of shit like this, where he just kind of, like, dumb lucks his way through situations where other people would end up dead, buried in a shallow grave in Moscow. Uh, and this dude just... Uh, He's he's writing. Well, he, they wrote the script where it takes place. Part of it is the original story, and then part of it is like modern day, where Mark Hamill plays his father in this. But like the Russian mob comes back for Bert because he's famous now, and they mm-hmm. kidnap his father. So we're looking at like a from, from the same director as Keanu, a similar kind of thing where instead of a cat being kidnapped, it's beloved American icon Mark Hamill. Mm. And it, to me, it's hard not to be excited about that. Yeah, at least the premise. I did forget to mention the director, and I appreciate you doing that because uh, the 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 director they have attached has done some pretty funny films. So, I mean, I'm okay with it. I don't know. I don't. It's Two Bears One Cave is a hilarious podcast. Um, 100%. I, I, I. So here's the thing. I don't necessarily like. I don't think that Burke Kreischer's obviously worked for the level of fame and notoriety he has, and for some people. That's their cup of tea. I don't personally like his, his comedy style mm-hmm. all that much. However, I do feel like Bert and Tom work very good off of each other. Yeah. Like yeah. he, he, Bert was very smart in like, we play off of each other. It's like us. <laughs> it's like us guys. Hey, He's like, yeah. I play off of, I play off of you really well. We should be on the podcast. And I, the two bears, one cave is a fucking hilarious pot. Every episode. I'm usually in tears at least one time. Yeah. Same with uh, the Bill Burt podcast. He does with Bill Burr. I haven't listened to that yet, but I wanted to. Me neither. Bill Burr and, yeah. and Burr, right? Yeah. Bill Burr, yeah. Hence the name. I got you. Okay. Nailed it. Anyway, uh, all right. We have another trailer to talk about, gents. Um, oh, we do? I don't have a whole 
lot of excitement about this one. And I, I really just, again, put it in because we just talked about Godzilla vs. Kong. And it feels like they're trying to swap up all those or mop up all those extra doll hairs that they have lying around on the floor after that. Because uh, it did surprisingly well at the theaters and on HBO Max. Uh, there is a new Godzilla anime coming to Netflix. Uh, it's it's like it's not just a, I thought it was going to be like one anime, like just a movie, but it's not. It's going to be a 13 episode series uh, coming in June. I don't know. I don't like anime all that much. And I really kind of care less about Godzilla. I don't know if that's blasphemous. Like, sure, he's fine. Yeah, popcorn, dumb fun. I, like, what's the fucking uh, there's no complex character development going on in a fucking Godzilla movie. However, this is a 13 episode show. Some something's got to happen to someone in the show that is more than Millie Bobby Brown's character arc in that objectively terrible movie. I'm sorry, I I, I didn't not I know I, we already talked about it and like it. It's bad. Um, real bad. It's not good. And, and just on top of all those that negativity I just spewed out, I also don't really care for anime all that much. Mm-hmm. Just the style in general. But that being said, I'm stopping a negative Nancy over here, Derek. Uh, any interest? At all in this? How's this take on your beard? I um missed this. I, I skipped over it in the doc, apparently. And I'm glad I did, because I have no interest in it whatsoever. Um, <laughs> I, um, I don't dislike anime as much as you do, but I would say that I dislike it 95% as much as you do. I think there are some really good ones out there, but I only like the A1 cream of the crop. And, th- I mean, th- th- this isn't going to be it. Like, there's, there's, there's almost no way. So, I mean, that's it. I, I, I missed this article entirely, though. Like, I, I don't I, I must have just passed right over it. So I don't even know anything about it. But when you say Godzilla and anime in the same sentence, I, I just couldn't be more flaccid right now. <laughs> Could not be more flaccid. Scott, how about you? Samesies? Big samesies? Uh, I mean, when I saw the title of the article, um, I rolled my eyes. And uh, I even went so far as to ask you guys if I should put this in there. And I think Scott, I think one of, I think Scott was <laughs> like, yeah, really? head bucket. yeah. <laughs> All right. I missed well, that twice I, then. <laughs> Cause I was like, I was like, I don't, I don't care about this, but it's, you know, relates to Godzilla versus Kong. I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm, but, um, I'm pretty sure that you, you may have mentioned me while I was in the middle of one of the drunk streams. And I was like, yeah, man, fuck it. You know? <laughs> uh, cause, cause I have no recollection of that conversation. And when I saw the title of this article, I was like, oh man, already, <laughs> like already more, more of this shit. Already. And then like, I watched, I put the trailer on and I made it. 10 seconds of the trailer and just closed out of it. I was hoping that you guys mm-hmm. both would have enough to say that I could fake my way through this part and pretend that I had watched it. Now I got to own up that I didn't, I didn't do it. No, that's fine. I mean, look, it's hard. It's hard for us. It's hard for us as a collect collective, as a podcast to hide our disdain for weebs and yeah. weeb adjacent things. I mean, really, if you're still Which here, why we never hide it whatsoever. Then you're a masochist <laughs> because you like hearing us just talk shit about you all the time. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just not for me. It's one of those things that like I truly, you know, some people are like, it's just not for me. It's hard for me to sometimes it's hard for you to fathom. Like, how can that not be for you? It's fantastic. That's how I am with anime. Yeah, I I I understand. I've watched Samurai. uh, Shit, I'm fucking it up. Samurai Champloo. Maybe Afro Samurai. Afro Samurai. Samurai Um, 7 was very good, too. Samurai Champloo. I didn't see that one. Cowboy Bebop is like an absolute banger. Yeah, never watched it, but I've heard it's great. Cow- and I'm, Cowboy sure, Bebop I'm sure it is, is perfect from start yeah. to finish. Like, you do owe that- it to yourself to watch Cowboy Bebop yeah. as a uh, sci-fi fan. Honestly, it's okay. just it's good. Yeah. Everybody loves Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, it's just same with Tri- Trigun, man. Like Trigun's a little bit more hokey, a little bit more co- like corny. Another one I've mm-hmm. heard of. Yeah, it's not as it's not nearly as well done or stylized as Cowboy Bebop is, but it's still 
short and sweet, like 26 episodes, like yeah. quick, short run. I never watched that one, but I've always meant to. So maybe I'll. Yeah. Uh, there's also, and, and I'm I'm going to offend everybody out there who likes it. There's the, I can't think of the fucking name of the movie. It's this legendary like studio uh, shit. Spirited Away. Uh, yes. Yeah. Spirited Away. Spirited I was literally. Good. I was going to describe it by saying that gif that everyone uses when they're sad and it's the thing in the water and the waves hit it in the face. Anyway. um, (laughs) Yeah, he's called No Face. Yeah, so sorry, weebs. You know, uh, we we usually talk a lot of shit on anime here. Uh, Like Chris said, if you're with us still, you're either a masochist or maybe you're just you moved into a new neighborhood, you haven't met anybody yet and you're real nervous to go around house to house getting those signatures you need. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, no. So it's blow, okay. Blow it's okay. Me. Just relax with us. When the podcast is over, it'll be too no, dark to go out. No, we don't want you here either. Yeah, no, no, no. When, when the when the podcast is over, it'll be too dark to go outside. You can just put it off till tomorrow, and then find another excuse tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And call also, your PO. call your won't... PO. You got to call that PO. You yeah. fucking yeah. You can't get our signatures either. Don't ask. It's a no. no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so the last factoid I will spit out here before we move on from uh making fun of weeb's weeb culture and everything they stand for. Is that the uh, singular? It's called Godzilla Singular Point. Follows past Godzilla Wait. anime Netflix series. <laughs> it's called Singular Point. Yeah, is the, the jokes write themselves, right? Like I don't have to say it. You guys can all just... We have Waterman and Singular Point right? in the same week. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, SP I'll refer to it as. <laughs> Uh, follows apparently a few other Godzilla anime things on Netflix that I did not know even existed and and uh, they were not well received uh, goes so far as some people call them eyesores but uh, I, yeah I don't know apparently this tra- this trailer was given people who like anime <laughs> hope yeah. because it uh, it's like a, it's like it's mostly animation with only a little <laughs> bit of CGI monster stuff which was apparently the point about the last ones it was too much CGI. Yeah. Mm, Sp- speaking of know. speaking of eyesores, I'd rather let Courtney Love give me butterfly kisses than watch this fucking show. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. You need to get nope. some conjunctivitis after that. That's uh, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're all right. You're going for yeah. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So the kids next door where they were making pies out of people's eye crusties. No. No. That show? <laughs> the show was what? fucked up. It was like this cartoon on Cartoon Network called Kids Next Door, and there was this lady who was giving everybody pink eye. And then harvesting their eye crusties and then using it to bake pies. All right. I thought that you were saying I apologize for uh, being so <laughs> bewildered for just a moment there. I thought that you were saying, you know how that person next door, like everybody just has someone next door who makes pies with their eye crusties. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, Scott? I wish that's right, what I would have said. A little, it's a little less. It's a little more tolerable. Okay. Mm hmm. <laughs> Fun fact, uh, Courtney Love has a vagina crusty so she has to get out every morning when she wakes up. Uh, boys, speaking of vagina crusties, more movie theaters are going to close down. Womp womp. <laughs> Those two things aren't related at all. Yeah. And, 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 I, I, wait, is one of the theaters closing down where Courtney Love's been living since the pandemic started? Is that how to segue? She has her one designated chair and it smells so fucking bad they just had to close the whole thing down. I'm just trying to... I'm just trying to continue my my running joke from a couple of episodes ago, where my segues have nothing to do with each other. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, ArcLight Cinemas and Pacific Theaters are closing down permanently. I bring this up so that we can revisit uh, midway through. Tw- Jesus Christ, we are already midway through 2021. Just about. Oh God. Uh, how we're feeling about the HBO Max model? 
you know, obviously, Godzilla vs. Kong did pretty well at the box office. It, it performed the best of anything since the pandemic started. And that's just a stupid popcorn movie. Yeah. Uh, are we... It's like if a flaccid dick could fart, really. You know? Obviously, <laughs> obviously pointless. I would say we all probably appreciate the theater-going experience, right? Like, Scott, I know you love going to a theater. I, I do miss going to a theater, but at the same time... I love. I kind of love HBO's model of letting me watch that shit in my house when it comes out. Yeah. I don't like Disney's. I just. I wanted to kind of take the temperature in the room again. It's been a couple months since we talked Should about it. Should I turn it. around, Chris? Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I made that noise. I can do what I, what I did for, Derek, for what I did for Derek earlier and just go. Hoo-loo! Yeah. All I can do is picture Jimmy Redders. <laughs> I'm just picturing Jeremy Renner's E.T. fingers right now when you did that. <laughs> I'll be right here. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Jeremy Renner has weird clubbed fingers, and you should shame him for it. Yeah. Because he deserves it for the album that he put out. That's yeah, he looks like music. a Resident Evil antagonist. It's real, yeah. real uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like they experimented on him, but just his fingertips. It's really strange. Uh, how do you, Derek? How do you feel about all these theaters closing? Are you kind of like this is just the way of the world? Are you saddened by it? It's not the way of the world. I mean, it, it, it's it's a compound issue, right? Because obviously this isn't happening because of anything natural. It's happening because they've been forced to trying um, to trying to say COVID was man made, bro. Exa- exactly. Yeah. Please uh, check out my solo podcast. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, one. like the the, the <laughs> mandates, the the uh, decreased capacity, all that. I mean, that's why this is happening. It's not like we're seeing an industry that died on its own. It died because something unprecedented happened. Um, so of course it's sad. Uh, I do think that like we're seeing, we've talked about it before, like um, some companies that are evolving and some that aren't. And so I I would have liked to see more of them evolve into uh, making some kind of like movie pass that you can watch at home. And I would like to see something like that, um, you know, uh, uh, happen even after this is all over. You know, one of the things like that I've been thinking about is it's going to be difficult once Veronica and I have our kid, which is in two months, uh, for me to review new movies two with you guys because I can't. I know it it really snuck up, but I mean I'm not going to be able to get to the theater, so I'm I'm going to be missing out on a lot of the new releases. Um, I do think that you know people have wanted sort of the movie theaters to not have such an iron grip on new movies for a while. And so that's why some of these studios are kind of trying out new things that are seemingly working very well. Uh, but obviously it's fucking with their bottom line. So I don't expect that it's going to stay that way. I would love for it to, but at the same time we're seeing a, a very huge industry that we all love and hold near and dear to us um, become seriously affected. So like I said, it, it's not really like, there's not like a black or white answer to it. I'm not happy to see these movie theaters fail, but on the other hand, I'm like, well, if you would adapt it better, like some other places have, you yeah. likely wouldn't be in this position. Yeah. Well, like the thing is you see entire, like, especially in Philadelphia, you see restaurants that had, you know, square, like square footage enough to fit maybe like 30 or 40 people in their restaurant who now have to use two parking spaces in front of their fucking bar for outside seating. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, but, but theaters haven't attempted to do any like all these theaters. I drive by and every parking lot's fucking empty. They haven't attempted to set up any kind of outdoor tents. They haven't kind of set up any kind of like, proje- like projecting systems outside 
I understand there's electrical equipment involved. It's a lot more dependent on the weather when you do something like that. But there's been no attempt to even, you know, like the I have the AMC app. I'm part of the AMC Stubbs Club. I'm still paying them, which is kind of fucked up. Cause I've been in like three movies this year. Yeah. Um, but they they don't even have options to rent or view movies through the app. Mm-hmm. Like, Ask you a question with 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 your unlimited John, which is insane to me. Uh, what's all the hubbub about the Stub Club? Oh, oh, no, God. The hubbub about the half chub hog rub stub club? No, come on, nothing. All right, I'm out here in the island. By okay, myself. wow. Please, For a minute there, I actually thought that your video feed was like frozen. That was really <laughs> yeah. that was like yeah, thank, thank you, Dennis thank Reynolds you. creepy. That was very well done. Mm-hmm. Thank oh, you. I, I didn't see it. Speaking of Dennis Reynolds, we never talked about the his villainous turn in Arch Enemy last week. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah we did. <laughs> In the second That's why movie, I wanted to watch that movie too. It was like it was because yeah. he was in it. In this, for the sake of having him, ADD conversations and literally jumping back to last week, I, I would just say I thought he did better than I expected him to in a very cheesy role. Still very over the top, very silly, but not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I just got my fingers crossed that AP Bio keeps going, man, because him and Patton Oswalt are fucking incredible together. I haven't seen it yet. I heard it was good. Me neither. It's, I don't even know what that is. Uh, he, well, the reason he left It's Always Sunny and like keeps coming and going is uh, he's doing his own show. I believe it's on NBC, maybe? Hmm. But I mean, check if two two seasons are out and it's really good. Hmm. It's really, really funny. Really well written. Nice. Um, I, I honestly, Derek, you summed up my thoughts about the movie theater chains so uh, succinctly that I don't have anything else to say, but that's exactly how I feel about it. Uh, it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. I miss the theaters, but even even me, and I don't mean to, to scare you, but even even me with a two-year-old, it's still difficult to get out of the house. You know, I got to find a babysitter yeah. or or even weirder. I'm going by myself, with, not with my wife. Like, There's nothing wrong it's, with that, bro. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be, well, she likes movies, too, so it's kind of like, well, sorry. I, I love going to the you. movies by myself. It's the, it's yeah, the best viewing experience. Yeah. I like it now. I didn't when I when I was younger. I had some weird. Remember, uh, like, remember, not knocked up. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah. I, I know, I know. We're also on the super bad territory because you don't want to be Steven Glansberg sitting by yourself at a fucking movie theater. But like, Paul Rudd just goes to go see see what like fucking Spider Man or some yeah, shit. Like, he yeah, just had, yeah. He just had to get out of the house. And sometimes that's just the best, man. It really is. Yeah. No, I, I can appreciate that. But anyway, what I was gonna say is like, I, so you know, it's it's difficult to get out of the house for that kind of stuff. And if things ever do go back to the way they were which is that all new releases are only in theaters for a specific amount of time it's going to be more difficult for me Mm -hmm. like you said to keep up on new releases Mm -hmm. uh in in the same train just Mm -hmm. because you know i had that little rug rat down there but uh moving on scott's gonna have to take cell phone videos of all the new releases and then send them to us yeah, we'll get solution. you a little. We'll get you like a little shoulder recorder. So you have to just, hold it the whole time. I'll just wear a GoPro directly in the middle of my forehead and dare, <laughs> like, and, and dare the fucking fifteen-year-old kid working concessions to say something. Don't just me, put bro. it over just, your eye and say that it's an artificial <laughs> eye. And when they like bring yeah. it up, get really offended. Yeah, I like that. You basically, you, you ableist, cosplay- you ableist sons of bitches. Yeah, tell them, tell them you, you cosplay as cyborg. Yeah. Just you know, just daily life. Um. Okay, so there's a new piece of news. Superhero news. Now, originally, I thought that this might be a little bit of a groan in an eye roll, and it still kind of is. However, yep. there are two reasons I like this. One of which is, have you guys all seen Attack the Block? No. No. Oh, you haven't? 
Nope. All right, that's my next recommendation whenever I have one. Uh, so Joe Cornish directed a film uh, set in the UK called Attack the Block. It was actually... I'm forgetting his fucking name. The gentleman who plays Finn. Oh, okay. It was kind of like his first big break. Um, he's in that film. Oh, John uh, Boyega. It's actually, yeah, John Boyega. It's a very fun movie. It's a. I don't want to ruin anything, but it's it's a fun uh, it's a fun sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. I think you should check it out. Uh, anyway, so that makes me excited because Joe Cornish hasn't done a whole lot. He did. Um, he did Attack the Block, and everybody thought he was going to co- go on to be a good filmmaker because Attack the Block was really good. And he only ended up directing one other film in 2019 called the kid, the kid who would be king, which I haven't seen. Yeah, that, uh, that, but, that's another bridge to Terabithia groaner eye roller. Is it? Is it? The title, oh, okay. the title implies. I'm not. I'm not watching a trailer for that one. What if it's called the kid who would be king and it's some fucking gore fest? Just mur- it's like Psycho Goreman, but like they're not trying to be campy about it. I mean, I know I'm not right, but just you know, just playing a little Marvel what if game here. Anyway, uh, the other reason that I'm excited is that uh, this is written by it's a story written by Mark Miller, who's had a couple uh, good graphic series set sort of like a superhero background or superhero adjacent. So he, he's the, uh, Mark Miller wrote Kingsman, the Secret Service, which those movies are based off of Wanted was a series that he wrote Kick-Ass, which is um, he's done a bunch of those like not famous DC or Marvel superheroes, but he's still done stuff in that universe. Um, and he's doing a uh, film based on one of his works called Starlight. And this is uh, written and directed by Mark Miller himself. Joe Cornish is going to do it. I'll read you the synopsis, and then you guys can give me your thoughts. Uh, 40 years ago, his name is really bad. <laughs> 40 years ago, Duke McQueen saved an alien world from destruction. Uh, back on Earth, nobody believed his story. Now his kids are grown. His wife has passed on. His life has little to offer until the day a strange kid shows up from world he once saved and makes an appearance, focusing Duke to join him on one last adventure. Can Duke handle the leap from has been hero? Oddly, sounds similar to Arch Enemy, except for Duke's not a hobo. But uh, Derek, the, what do you think about that? that that's yeah. what was the same thing I thought. I was like, that kind of sounds a little bit like Arch Enemy. But um, this tracks. I know nothing about this director or writer, so I just have to go off of what you're saying. Like, I I trust your opinion, especially after we watch Attack the Block. Um. I mean, it sounds like a, a slightly different uh, take on the superhero formula. So could be cool, could be boring dog shit. I don't know. I guess I got to watch his right. other films first. I mean, yeah. I like the source material for uh, <clears throat> as far as Mark Miller. I mean, I like uh, Kingsman and Kick-Ass. I'd say I like them enough is how I would describe that. Yeah. Um, yeah. To, yeah, to be interested fair. in seeing, you know, uh, another film that's sort of in that vein. Um, yeah. No, could be cool. Or could be dog shit. Yeah, or totally could be agree. dog shit. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think what makes Kingsman and Kickass more interesting is because they're not. It's not your typical superhero fanfare, right? Like yeah. it's Kickass. He spends the, he literally is a superhero because he got beaten so badly and hit by a car that he doesn't have any nerve endings left in like yeah. most of his body. Uh, and I mean, Kingsman is like it's ridiculous and over the top, but also kind of like plays into that cool like that weird little niche James Bond kind of vibe that, that we, we haven't really had a James Bond that felt bigger than like larger than life in a while. Right. They're all kind of like more grounded about politics now mm-hmm. and secret societies. Um, I don't know, man, this just sounds like Al Gore, the superhero to me. Like I invented the internet. Why doesn't anyone believe me? <laughs> like, like, I just can't. I, fucking, hope, <laughs> I, can't. I fucking hope they cast. No, Al Gore. I, I saved the world though. Like, just, 
<laughs> Can you imagine like someone be like, "No, you didn't," and then you argue with them? Like, shut! Like, what do you like? What the fuck? Man, bear, pig. Did he? I mean, it's just, it just, it seems so petty to me that he's like, "Well, nobody believes me. I guess I'll have a family." Like, <laughs> like, like guess I'll be normal then. Yeah, I'm not like, gonna nobody, like, like it though. Like, like in all the time that you've been like just mowing your fucking lawn for 45 years, nothing's happened that you could have proven your worth, like on this planet. Like, you just been like. I don't know. It also, just, like, it, does this guy show up and then he's like, just like, all right, and he just just fucking abandons his family. Like, is it immediate? Does he not even think about it? He's yeah. like, ooh, vindication, and he just leaves him behind. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> gonna go buy a buy a carton of cigarettes and never come back. Yeah, like, what if there's no pushback? Like, he's like, I have a family now. Like, none of that. He's just like, yeah, all right, like, let's go. Fuck Sweet. it, let's go. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I've been staring at the gun in the garage trying to Kurt Cobain myself for like the last 45. <laughs> also, if he's a superhero that saved the world and nobody believes him, couldn't he just like pick up a car in front of them or something? <laughs> like, wouldn't that maybe clue them in a little bit? It wasn't clear to me that he had powers. It just says that he saved an alien world. Okay. Respect, well, I, I don't know anything about it and I'm not going to look it up because on the off chance that it is good, I'd rather Invincible be surprised. Is, yeah. has taught me that yeah. I'd rather be surprised. Yeah. I mean, it looks it looks like he was some kind of like I mean the artwork I'm seeing here, it looks like he traveled to another world on a spaceship. It doesn't look like he like flew there like fucking Spider-Man or sorry, Superman. <laughs> uh, I was going to say hang on a sec. Well, I mean, I, I mean Spider-Man did did get a little bit of air in uh in Infinity War. A little bit. Um I don't know, man. It just Yeah. God, speaking of Spider-Man, I, like I said, I spot-checked Civil War, and I told you guys that I did, in fairness, there were scenes that were really well done, but that airport right, right. scene is the fucking worst thing in the world, and Tom Holland's role in that, it's the worst part of it. It's, the, it's by far the worst part of it. Just go back and watch it, and let me know what you think. They're all doing, in all seriousness, beyond the, like, Spider-Man debate, throw it out the window. That scene is like, it's like embarrassing to watch. Everybody's just doing flips. Like, remember like the Power Rangers? Whenever the bad guys would show up, they'd all just start like doing cartwheels and posing. Yeah. That's yeah. what that fucking scene is. They're just doing flips and varials for no fucking reason. It's like, uh, what is going on? Why don't you just walk down those stairs? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, just walk up and punch the guy. You don't have to like yeah. do a dodge roll. He doesn't have a gun. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's it. I'm done. Uh, okay, so next up, just a little bit of housekeeping here. Star Wars The High Republic uh, launched, uh, I wouldn't say under the radar, but not with a ton of fanfare. It launched a couple months back. Um, I think I bought The Bullies the first book. I didn't even finish it myself. I stopped like halfway through. Yeah, I'm not halfway. Not for lack of disliking it. I just started, uh, I, I usually go through spurts where I listen to podcasts and then like books uh, audiobooks, and then I'll, I'll revert back to podcasts. And there's a couple that came out in the last couple months I've really been into. But it, that being uh, that being said, uh, Derek, I also love that you probably think we don't notice your clicks to make sure your mic is working, but I catch it all the time, and it's adorable. I, I know you know. I mean, there's no you way. Like, cutie. how do I make enough sound that my mic can pick it up to right. see the feedback without you guys also hearing that? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, the Star Wars: The High Republic, the second wave of shits coming out. Uh, and this is really just informational. We don't even need to talk about it because there's nothing to talk about. Um, yeah. High Republic. There is, though, Chris. There is. Oh, is there? I okay. mean, I mean, it's not good, but this this article, I was reading this earlier. Something dawned on me. Okay. I, I think I, I think I need to I need to talk to you guys about it. Um, 
I think we 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 all groaned when we saw Star Killer Base in The Force Awakens, right? When we saw like we were like right. oh, another Death Star, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we all kind of right. let, let out that like it was it right. was like Stay- it was between a sigh and a groan, like where we were all just right. so emotionally defeated by the repetition taking it's, place it's in front like- of us. Yeah, it's almost like oh shit, Stay Puft is back again, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, but, but but worse though because Stay Puft didn't come back three times or twice. Sorry, there were there were three right. iterations. I watched The Force Awakens this week and hated it so much, and that I went back and watched Jedi and hated it so much. Oh wow! Uh, okay, I, I have a theory, and I need you guys to allow me to get it out. I think Star Wars sucks. I think it's all fucking awful. I think it's all bad, but there's parts of certain movies that work so well. And because of when we saw them as kids, it's kind of just, it's, it's baked in, it's baked into our DNA. Basically Uh, there's bits that work. There's visuals that work in every single movie. There's scenes, fights, dialogue that work, but so much of it never fucking does. And uh, I think even, even thinking back, like there's bits I like about the Mandalorian, but I don't give a shit about 90% of the characters on it. I think I think I think I don't like Star Wars anymore, guys. I think I fucking I think I'm over it. I are um, uh, upon reading this article. Uh, I something had dawned on me as well, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't want to bring it up because I thought it would be this whole can of worms. But okay. you just brought it up. I had that same thought where I was thinking back, and I'm like, I don't think that I like Star Wars as much as I have for my whole life. Like I. I I feel like I'm getting away from it, which is the craziest thing. And I think I've known it for years too, but I just didn't want to say it out loud because it's been such a part of my life for so long. But yeah, like right. I, I'm reading, I, you know, it lists like the different things that are coming out. I read like two and I was like, I, I don't, I don't care. I don't care about any of this. Like I just, it's not like, all right, when Mandalorian season three comes out, am I going to watch it? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the next star Wars movies, that movie that comes out, am I going to go see it without a doubt? Like, I'm not saying I'm done with star Wars, but, I, I had that same, I was like, I think that I'm actually moving away from Star Wars now. Like, I think I'm tired of the formula. It's always the same thing. It, it, it's like, I can't shit all over the MCU for their repetitive formula, but then just forgive another franchise for doing the same exact thing. It's every fucking movie is the same. They recycled the same villains, the same plot points, the same arcs. It's just the same fucking thing again and again and again and again and again. And I'm with you. I, I I can't believe that I'm saying it out loud, but I'm with you on that. Feels good, though, doesn't it? Doesn't it it like, kind of does. It do, yeah, yeah, like a like, little bit. Like like what 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 really was the eye opening moment for me is that like we all just gobbled up Jedi. I didn't even didn't even like question that somehow this Death Star that had taken decades to build before was just rebuilt over the course of like what four years? Yeah, four, four, <laughs> yeah. four years canonically in the timeline. And it's just like it, I mean, it's not finished, but it's fucking operational. Yeah, and it's just it's like. Even that was just lazy. Like, what are we going to do? Well, they're going to build the Death Star again, but this time there'll be bears. Like, yeah. <laughs> f- fuck you. Like, it's always been bad, guys. I'm sorry. To, to, Ewoks, uh, just to be clear, though, I'm not saying, like, I don't like Star Wars. I'm not saying, like, fuck Star Wars. No. But I am no. saying I don't like it nearly as much as I used to. 100%. What, I, what I'm saying is I think we all look through, we all watch the ones we saw as kids through rose-colored glasses. Yeah. I think they're all consistently as corny. The dialogue is consistently bad through all of them. Yeah. It's just Harrison Ford was a much better actor than Hayden Christensen, right? Like, yeah. that's really what it comes down to. 
Go figure. A carpenter can. I can, can out, hear Chris's can out, can heart breaking right now. I can just hear it shattering. No, no, but but it's just like it's that realization that everything is repeated from the start. And like as bad as the prequels were dialogue wise, and as bad as the acting was, because George Lucas is not a great director, yeah, uh, or a good writer. He's good. He's good at world building. Yeah. Uh, the prequels tell a much more interesting story. They just tell it so poorly that it's hard to enjoy it most of the time. Yeah. Uh, and I like this. I found this like leaking over because like I tried to watch the Clone Wars. I was like, I don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like 100%. I tried so. And, and, I, I and, like, wanted to like. That's what I mean. But that that's the whole point. It's like you know, if something's not interesting, it's not interesting. But you feel bad about it. You and I have yeah. always. We've had every couple of weeks. We have this discussion. I tried to watch the Clone Wars, but I just couldn't. You feel like you have to. But it's like, what do you owe to this franchise? If they're not putting out something you're interested in, you don't have to feel bad about that. That's on yeah. them. It's not on you. Like, there's no, like, uh, like fucking clocking for being a Star Wars fan. I mean, like, if there's a decline, then there's a decline. That's what it is. I hope that it gets to the point it was before, if it was ever even there. I see what you're saying about rose-colored it, it, glasses. but It was, but not in the, and not specifically in the films. The old yeah. EU, the old, like, the, the leg legacy, whatever the fuck they're calling it now, before mm -hmm. Disney had acquired Lucasfilm, a lot of the world building was done out through novels like Tales from Jawa's Palace, Tales of the Bounty Hunter, uh, Shadows of the Empire, like all these incredible novels where like they were made by writers, not yeah. just the guy who who had an active imagination. And like that's this thing, like Lucas was an incredible creator, but we see in A New Hope and we see in uh, in Empire, someone else has the reins on him. It's like someone who's written scripts before and has is like kind of like like pulling the strings and like, well, maybe we shouldn't do that. Maybe we should change this. C-3PO originally was going to have a Southern accent, wasn't he? Oh no. Wasn't it? It was going to be something bad. It was going to be something Probably. different. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I'm, I'm stoked for Mandalorian season three, but I'm also at the point now where like, I don't really care enough about anything star Wars to be like disappointed or upset by it. I'm just along for the ride, whatever it is, I'll watch yeah. it and I'll, t I'll, t I'll take what I can enjoy out of it at face value. And I think that's why I didn't even hate rise of Skywalker as much as I rightfully should have. Because mm -hmm. I think I was already at that point. It's kind of like, this is going to be bad forever now. It's It's been sullied. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it may have never been as great as we had built up in our heads, but it's definitely going to be bad forever now. Because, mm -hmm. like, this this new era of the Republic that we're getting now, like, are we really going to get movies in this era? Like, am I supposed to pretend to give a shit about what happened 200 years before? Like, I don't care. I'm, like, yeah. I, was, I was invested in this one particular part of the story that you've now ruined the end of. I don't care how the beginning starts. Or yeah, I don't care about yeah. what happened leading up, leading up to this. Because I already don't care about the end. I already hate the end. I would well. First off, thank you both for putting the cynical in the cynical nerd. I really do appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, look, I'm still a huge <laughs> surprise Star Wars fan. However, no, I, I get what you're saying totally. I mean, falling away from so in this list, just to preface what I mean, in this list of the High Republic, all I care about is the big novels. I don't give a shit about. The, I'm not going to read the fucking comic books. Well, that's all ancillary to me. I don't care. It's not necessary. It's not required viewing. Technically, nothing is required viewing. You watch what the fuck you want. Uh, I think it's called The Rising Storm, just so I get that out of the way and I actually get the one piece of info from this this article I wanted, which uh, comes out uh, June 29th. It's basically the follow up to uh, Light of the Jedi, which is what we the book we had gotten. Um, no, I, I can totally see where you're both coming from. But to me, and, and you kind of said it Well, you did say it earlier. Uh, Lucas is not a good writer. He's not a good uh, director. He's a good world builder. 
And to me, that's why I like stuff like Clone Wars, because all that does to me is flesh out the universe of Star Wars more. And I'm like, oh, that's where that's from. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's where this came from. Oh, that's the introduction of the B-Wing. The introduction of the B-Wing literally happens in Clone Wars. I was like, that's a cool moment for me. I, I like that. I'll remember that. I don't remember the episode it was in. It was probably forgettable as fuck. Who cares? Um, but so I actually am looking for I hope they do put movies in the High Republic or it's thousands of years after the current trilogy, because even in that instance, maybe they will write brand new characters that I don't know and eventually can fall in love with and really, really love Star Wars again the way I did when I was growing up. Right. I, I, I agree. And to, honestly, to listen to Scott start his kind of like rant about Star Wars, it, I, I did feel myself get a little defensive. I was like, well, hold up here. But and I was like, no, he's 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 his opinion is valid. But I also agree with, I would say, like 80 percent of both of your opinions. I just am not as far away from it currently as mm-hmm. I think you guys are. But uh, obviously, I still love Star Wars to live his characters in the way they made me feel. Uh, the kind of sense of uh, excitement or, or wonderment, I guess, would be the right word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the universe at large. I mean, there's still those moments, right? Like, like playing, uh, you know, squadrons and be- being in, in the X-wing or the the Tie Fighter. I gotta cockpit. revisit squadrons. Yeah, like like and like there's there's still those big moments. Like, I love playing a game where oh, I can, well, be I a can Jedi. now too. I don't have those heating issues anymore. Yeah, I love cool. I love being a Jedi. I like I love I love some of the stories. On order. Fallen Order proves that you can tell stories with new interesting characters uh, and, and make us fall in love all over again. My, my problem is when you fast forward a thousand years or rewind 200 years, I don't care about those time periods particularly. And that's that's maybe that's just me. Uh, but it's like I would want to see different perspectives, smaller stories within the scope of the big story we've already seen, which is one thing that Fallen Order does so well. You know, it takes yeah. place after Order 66 and uh, you see... You know, you see him trying to rebuild, trying to find the archives of all these uh, force sensitive children so he can either rebuild the Jedi Temple or at least protect them from from the Inquisitors and the Empire. And like to me, like that was such a good story because we get cameos from some of the big names here and there. But it's also a self-contained story where all these characters are given so much personality in life and you love them. Rogue One does the same thing flawlessly start to finish every character in that movie you give a fuck about, even knowing that they're all probably going to die from the first frame of the movie. I want more of that. You know what I mean? I honestly never thought they were going to die, which is why I was so happy when they did. Not happy like I wanted them to die, but like yeah. I didn't think Disney had the balls to kill off potentially new characters that they could sell toys for. I thought they were going right. to George Lucas them. Yeah. And then when they started dying, I was like, good job. That's the only movie. And I, we've gotten on such a weird Star Wars tangent. Not weird, but it's okay. such a random Star Wars tangent here. We are the Cynical Nerd Podcast. Um, that's the only. I don't even know what my fucking point was. It was about it was about Rogue One. I don't fucking uh, Disney I'll, making the decision to kill them instead of selling action figures yeah. by keeping them alive was your last spoken sentence. Yeah, I don't know where I was going with it though. It feels like a genre film. Oh, it feels, it feels oh like a right, movie. right. I got it. It's the only movie that I can think of in recent memory where we knew about a lot of background drama. Like we knew some of that was reshot. We knew they they even brought in like a different director towards the end, which was weird. That actually came out and was very well received and did well. I thought that you was Solo I mean? though. I thought Solo had the no. It started on Rogue One. Uh, okay, all right. Uh, Gil Gilchrist to- Tony Gilchrist or some shit like that was brought in to do reshoots for it. And uh, there's a lot of like background conversation about how much of um, the original director. Like how much of who was used and all that stuff, yeah. but yeah, they they brought it in to make some changes uh, for sure. Anyway. Um, 
I think you're right, though. I think it is possible to to build a new world at any time period if they do it right. Uh, right. It's just I feel like it's it was such a, a missed opportunity to have episode seven, eight, nine bring back all these characters we loved and then mistreat them in such a way where, mm-hmm. where it did a disservice to every single character they brought back on screen from the original trilogy. Uh, it, just, it really hurt my feelings. I'm still big sad. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Get, I don't think I'm ever gonna get over it, Chris. I, I think I think Star Wars, the Star Wars sequel trilogy. Is my one that got away? You know, like that girl that you see, that like sixty-five-year-old alcoholic with like two teeth and cirrhosis at the bar talking about, and like you want to be nice to him, but he's old and he's alone, but his breath smells like Courtney Love's pussy. So, <laughs> nice callback. Got him. Got him. Uh, yeah. I thought, wait, I is that, say, is that, that your... person at the bar the one that got away? That's <laughs> no, 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 no. He's talking about the girl. He's talking about the girl <laughs> okay. that got away. And you're, and you're trying to be polite and like and, and you know be cordial and buy him a shot so his breath smells like whiskey instead of Courtney Love's pussy. Right. But of uh, but but. Whiskey won't mask that shit. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Too pungent. Rumble, Rumble mints won't even mask that shit. Yeah. Uh, and my my Co- fear is I'm gonna be that pussy is two hundred proof. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God. I'm gonna be that sixty five year old guy at the end of the bar who won't shut up about how Star Wars was good when I was a kid. That's my fear. I'm right where I belong right now, I guess, guys. <laughs> yeah, right where I belong. Moving on to some weird news. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember this. It might just be a me thing. This was kind of like a cult classic when I was in high school. Uh, not, well, not a cult classic because it's not good. But there, there was a film called The Toxic Avenger, which came out. Oh, fuck. I don't even remember when the original came out uh, from something. Troma. Troma Films. It's supposed to be a very bad movie. And it is a very bad movie. But I remember watching it like it was like my buddies were like, oh, check this out. It was like uh, you watched SLC Punk and then someone was like, I have Toxic Avenger. You know what I mean? Like it was. Like those movies, nah. uh, those all immediately bring back memories. And I remember watching it and it was so stupid. And I can't honestly not even say that I liked it or even have really any memories beyond just being young and watching it. But they're, <laughs> they're rebooting it. And I didn't know that. I don't know why. Uh, Peter Dinklage is going to star in it. And they just announced uh, Jacob that's, Tremblay. That's a little insensitive, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! It's it's so crazy. It's like the Toxic Avenger was made. It was so it was like his fucking ultra low budget Z movie. How insulting this- do you think that phone call is for the, for the casting director? <laughs> Peter, you want to uh, look at this part for you? We think we'd be perfect for it. <laughs> so that's what I wasn't clear on. I mean, they said led by Peter Dinklage. Is he gonna play the Toxic Avenger? I, I think it's gonna be a CGI Toxic Avenger. He's probably gonna voice him. That would okay. be my that would be my guess. I'm into that. Yeah, I'm into I, I the whole thing. I, I thought the original was fucking great. I don't remember much about it because I was blackout drunk every single time I watched it. First off, Jersey Pride. It was based in New Jersey. Was it really? Yeah, oh, that's, yeah we're, that's we're, we're proud of our toxic waste lying around everywhere in New Jersey. Yeah, it's yeah very you're, true. you're welcome. All I remember about that movie is a part where like he's like a teenage kid in a car and he runs over like a, I don't know, 11 year old kid. And just for no reason, he's like, <laughs> he puts it in reverse and just beefs him. His head just explodes. And that's yeah, what like yeah. gets the Toxic Avenger to like want to toxically avenge. Only yeah. fucking thing I remember about the movie. I remember laughing, his, like just being in tears every time I watched it. Um, the dude who did it did Blue Ruin, which I never watched, but apparently it's a highly celebrated uh uh, movie, so yeah, fuck yeah. I'm, I'm it's super so, on board it's for so it. It's so weird that anybody said Let's do this, but give it more money, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I just I, this was such out of left field. I, I had no idea this was happening. Uh, Lloyd Kaufman, I think, was the head of Tromaville. I think <coughs> he was head of Trauma Entertainment. 
Um, yeah, and I mean, I mean, the original, the original byline. We'll we'll do a comparison here. So the original was a ninety-eight pound nerd from New Jersey lands in a vat of toxic waste and becomes a benevolent monster, right? And we all know how the the film played out. If you don't, um, you don't have to go watch it because it will be a waste of your time. But if you're bored and you want to watch a, a bad old movie, go ahead. Uh, in the new one, when a struggling everyman is time, go watch it. It's not a waste. When, when a struggling everyman is pushed into a vat of toxic waste, he is transformed into a mutant freak who must go from shunned outcast to underdog hero as he races to save his son, his friends, and his community from the forces of corruption and greed. Uh, both Lloyd Kaufman and Michael Hertz, who co-directed the original, are set to produce. And I, I just, it's crazy. Like, who came to who with this idea? Do you think Kaufman was trying to, like, hawk his wares to people to get them to, to like, pay him money? Or do you think, like, like uh, Blair actually has, like, a soft spot? Like, he grew up like we did and saw this and was like, you know what? I have a take on this that's not as dog shit as the original. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to imagine somebody, like, coming to him and, and pitching him a movie without his consent first, right? Like, who would, who would sit down and write, like, a right. hundred-page script about this dog shit movie without having the green light already. Right. Uh, but I don't know, man. Like I, I saw, the, I saw the dude who runs Trovo on that, the lack, the last block, uh, blockbuster documentary on Netflix. Right. Uh, and he seems like a total cunt. He seems like just the biggest, most entitled, uh, pompous piece of shit. Considering what his repertoire is, what his like his catalog, back catalog is. Um, and I also heard rumors back in the day that like, he was really difficult when they did the toxic Avenger musical that he was like really, really? pushy and unbearable uh that's hilarious yeah i mean the movie the movie was bad but it was it was funny yeah uh i'll, I'll support the dink in anything he does cause i think the dink is incredible mm-hmm. uh <laughs> except for in destiny i liked him in destiny too man i didn't he was mind so it so bad in destiny well if you like we've awoken the high no emotion all right well let, let, no, let, let's be realistic here <laughs> until taking king nothing in destiny had any cinematic value or quality oh, fair whatsoever play. fair play yeah and even, right. and even then, it was like questionable. Right, Thirty second cutscene of Cade doing something cool, and then I got to <laughs> then I got to grind for another. Then I got to just minutes. be me again. It's a nightmare. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, moving on from Tromaville, uh, we have one last piece of one last piece of news here, boys. Before we get into our our big swath chunk of uh, of week in review, mm. well, not week in review of actual main topics. It's a girthy meaty uh, load this week, boys. It is a girthy, meaty load. Uh, and with that, Scott, uh, Scott, as our resident horror fan, would you like to talk about this last announcement? Awful. awful. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Resident Evil Conference. The Resident Evil Conference uh, happened uh, on Saturday. Saturday Which I didn't evening. know was a thing. Yeah. Uh, well, it was, I mean, it wasn't really. It was a 40, 45 minute video on YouTube. 25 minutes of which is the countdown till the event starts. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Um... They, they announced Mercenaries mode for Resident Evil 8 Village, which looks dope. Uh, they showed some more gameplay. They released uh, a timed uh, demo for Resident Evil 8, which you can only play for 24-hour periods of time. I guess they're working on it in between. Um, and <laughs> uh, they announced uh, the, the, what everyone thought was going to be the Resident Evil 4 remake is Resident Evil 4 in virtual reality for the Oculus and the, uh, the Rift Sorry, the Rift and the uh, the Quest too. Um, it looks about as good as it looked on GameCube. I'm not gonna lie, yeah, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't look great, uh, which is kind of a bummer. You would hope that they would at least you know give it a little bit of a facelift. 
Yeah. But but either way, man, like if it's if it's under thirty dollars, they're gonna have my money because I love that game so much, and being able to play it in VR with full functionality, uh, I mean that's that's kind of a dream come true. That's that's what GameCube was attempting to kind of give you the feel of, or not sorry, not GameCube. Uh, the the port to Wii was was trying to give you the feel mm-hmm. of back in the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like a culmination I, of, of years worth of progress with VR and uh, all that shit. This makes me both happy and sad. Um, I, I have four was big brain. I loved Resident Evil four a lot. I have very fond memories of playing that game on the cube. Just hanging out on the cube. Me and my bros. I don't know why. I hate it. Uh, <laughs> playing the re four on the cube. Yeah. Playing the, playing the, the re four on the cube. You guys want to do some reefer and play re four on the cube? Yeah. Keep it going. Um, I am excited about this because it looks like you said full range of motion. They're not, it's not like on rails or anything. You, yeah. you've, you know, it, it looks like a complete VR experience, which is great. I also am sad that it's not the remaster because I want a remaster of that game. Uh, very, very, very much so. But, uh, Hey, I haven't been playing my VR headset even since I got my 3080, which I should be, which is why I said I want to revisit squadrons. Cause I could probably actually stream it now. Yeah. Um, and squadrons in VR, is the only way to play that game. Oh my God. I, I like so it good. regular. It just couldn't recapture the feeling of that yeah. VR just looking hey, over your hey, shoulder. Hey, Derek, you should, you should 100% sneak an Oculus Quest 2 onto your baby registry so I can buy that for good. you for your, baby, for your baby shower. That I, get, I get credit for buying you something really, really nice. Like something right. that's like mildly impressive with the price tag, but also then you got a VR headset, man. It's true. The only thing I had totally to say about this baby. whole thing is that, like, I mean, I have to disagree with anything that is pushing me closer towards getting a VR headset because that's an investment that I'm trying to put off well, for as long as humanly possible. I'm, not, I'm not even kidding, though. You, I feel like Ron would be OK with you guys putting that on the baby registry. <laughs> I, I don't I think, think she uh, would. I'm not sure that Bye Bye Baby sells uh, VR headsets, though. I got to. We'll make it work. Yeah. We'll make yeah, it we'll work. I'm sure, we'll, sell, yeah. I'm sure they sell Amazon gift cards somewhere at Bye Bye Baby. You yeah. Know what I mean? yeah, they do. Um, <laughs> hint, hint, wink, wink. But uh, so. The thing about Squadrons in VR is I'm not sh- it's Squadrons is still a very fun game. And if you don't if you don't have access to VR, then you don't know what you're missing out on. So right. you might not need to play in VR. But having played it first in VR and then being like, well, my computer couldn't really handle the game plus streaming it because my 1070 was having a heart attack. I like t- VR. Was, it's it's just, you know, to look over your shoulder and see the wing and you're flying through an asteroid field. It's like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah, woo! I, I kind of want to do it right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do it. Fap, Fap City. Um, OK, yes. Yeah, so Derek, how do you feel about uh, reform on the cube? Um, I Well, that sentence, I hate it. It's just a, <laughs> a physical reaction. It's like so, I can feel my chest you're saying, getting tighter. I can't breathe. Every time, just Scott, episode twenty-seven, re-four on the cube. Oh no, 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 I don't think. Can so. it also be like? Can it be cube like apostrophe cube? Like you intentionally left out game? <laughs> you know, come on, boys, rolling on the cube this week. I'm the only one on this train. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think you're alone. No, yeah, no, I mean, like <laughs> I said, if it, if it, um, I'm used to it, Derek. I, I just don't want anything to coax me into getting one of these but it looks cool i mean it looks cool it looks like again like you guys said there were no graphical updates whatsoever in any way um but i guess that's not the <laughs> point they're just trying to yeah. you know make it make people be able to approach I mean, it in a new way i mean when when we're all bitcoin billionaires we can buy each other vr headsets on a tuesday it's very does. true it's very, we, can, we can just keep doing it just for no reason 
I think some of the funniest parts about this video are the comments where uh, I'll read just one that I picked out. The scariest part of this trailer? You need a Facebook account to play it. Ooh, sick burn, whoever random internet denizen that was. Okay, so uh, do you guys need to pee-pee yes. yes. break? It's always a yes, 100%. I just need okay. to get some, something to, to drink to flush out the, uh, the angry bees in my lungs right now. All right, all right. So... Hello, my name is Chris. Welcome. We're welcome. We're on the train to Shill City, and I'll begin right now by saying that you can find us at facebook.com slash the cynical nerd. You can find us on Twitter at the Schmeg nerd. I am currently working as hard as I can. I promise hard as I can to get the at cynical nerd handle back. It is currently look, I don't want you to harass this person because it's not what I'm about. And I mean that do not harass this person. There's a website called cynicalnerd.com not the cynical nerd just cynicalnerd.com and i think i think they do like anime reviews i know we shit on anime all the time nothing against this person that's fine but i think they have the handle at the cynicalnerd.com and they're not the cynical nerd they're cynical nerd so hey man can i can i have it can i have it anyway you can tweet at us uh at the schmeg nerd which is really just a placeholder fucking handle you can find you can send us an email uh questions at the cynical nerd.com you can you know when you tweet at us you can use the hashtag fuck tcn if there's a correction if you just want to tell derek how you really feel about him uh or scott or me you know you can also do uh ask tcn if you have a question for us um and you know i we actually do have a correction and we have an email here from somebody. So uh we're gonna talk about it when they get back. Okay. Guys, don't get too excited. These guys don't know we have an email this week. I want you to know that. So so it's gonna be a big old surprise from them. Alright, and I am going to read it back right now. Wait, what's that? What do we got? And by right now, I mean when Derek gets back. We have an email, boys. Oh! Oh yeah? Yeah. From who? And I just ha I just happened to check it because I'm like, I haven't checked it this week because no one ever emails us. Hey, email us at questions at the cynical nerd dot com. Um, and I just happened to check it. And as I was saying it, I went, oh, oh, shit. The, there's an email here. What, what is this? I see. Uh, so when Derek gets back, we'll read it. I think it's from one of Derek's friends. Uh, Kruki. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That's one, one of Derek's friends. I will, uh, Christine. I'll just give her first name. It's actually a decent. Uh, a decent podcast uh, email here. It's it's two paragraphs, so we're gonna read through it. Uh, I'm I am so excited. His his pee pee is probably turning into like a a, a butt pee pee. Yeah, I mean? yeah. He's got he's got a, he's got to piss out that bussy. Because <laughs> because you spent a couple seconds here before he left, and mm -hmm. that worked. <laughs> we're still here, boys. Yeah, we are. How much how much how much Doge coin did you get? To to the moon, boys. To the moon, everyone. Uh, I didn't buy. I didn't buy any more last night because it didn't dip low enough for me to, for me to feel comfortable dropping. I was gonna drop three hundred in. Okay. And okay, I'm still okay. I'm still holding off for the next dip. Right now it's at thirty. Sure. Right now it's at thirty three. It's up eleven percent right now. So we'll see. It usually it usually tends to dip real crazy around like two a.m. to three a.m. Okay. But I fell I fell asleep before it, it got down. I wanted it to get down to twenty five cents a coin. I was gonna buy a mm. bunch of it. Oh, what are we at now, uh, fellas? Derek, we have a we have an email. We have an email. Mm -hmm. We have an email from uh, one of your friends, Christine Kruke. 
Ah, okay. it's not, her name's not Christine Kruke. Right. It's she not. goes by yeah. Kruke. Her name is Christine. Um, so I'm gonna read that email. Okay, please, right now. please, Derek. Do. Derek, I, we, Scott, and I had a theory. Did you have to pee out of your butt? I did. Yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I for like 15 minutes prior, I was like, huh, I was like holding my gut under here. You couldn't see hey. it, but it was happening. We're gonna call that taking abyss. Yeah, that's abyss for sure. That's abyss yeah. for abyss. sure. All right, so in looks well, like the second time ever. Here we have a uh, an email here from Christine, and Christine okay. writes, "Hey guys, love the podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Christine. Uh, you guys are so much fun to listen to. You either accompany me during lunch when I feel antisocial at work, or just need to laugh. I I didn't know the whole first paragraph was going to be patting us on the ass and telling us we're doing a good job. I promise I'm not reading it for those purposes. Uh, you never fail to crack me up. I may look totally crazy laughing at a grocery store, but I don't care. Having a great time, and this is entertaining." I don't have Twitter, so here's my hashtag fuck TCN. Oh, oh I, didn't, all right. I, didn't, I didn't proofread this to surprise everybody. <laughs> Just finished she might say something horrible about Courtney Love and I don't, you know, I won't even know until I get there. Just finished listening to episode 26 and I think you are wrong regarding WandaVision's reference to Hawkeye. Oh, this is directed. Okay. okay. In, the, in the last episode, Wu calls his buddy Cliff from the FBI for help, but this is not Hawkeye as his name is Clint. Oh, I thought it said agree. Clint. Oh, shit. Oh, oh shit. I agree that there will be a post credit scene at the end of episode five, uh, but I'm with Chris. This will not be linked to, to Wanda. Please, no seppuku in episode 27. I would miss you, Christine. Uh, I, I, would, I would like to address Christine He's got leg sweeps. Yeah, yeah. No, I, that, that was like a Mortal Kombat match where I got backed into a corner and leg sweeped every time I stood back up. I can't even. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, I can't even defend myself on that one. I, I 100% saw, thought he said Clint. Uh, and I just believed you. That's what a fucking yeah. sucker I am this whole time. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, didn't, I didn't even catch. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 were we all under the impression that he had said Clint, not Cliff? I was just following you because I didn't honestly I remember just, okay. what they said. Like right uh, the, the fucked up cliff. part is the fucked up part is I watched this episode twice because I tend to watch them when I'm done my drunk streams on Thursday. So I'm watching it like <laughs> three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. You're uh, like, I don't retain. I didn't retain enough of that. I gotta watch. That yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. But but then I watch it again the next morning, hungover before I go to work. Uh, in two viewings, I I must have missed that. So that's 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 not a fuck TCN. That's a fuck me. Well, <laughs> all for one, one for all. It's a fuck mm-hmm. TCN. Yeah, no, no. We, yeah. we take it. We all all three of us get on our hungry knees, <laughs> and uh, we take. Okay, okay. Uh, I, just picture, I, I just picture the most horrible thing. Like all of our knees have like snapping jaws on them. They're just biting the shag carpet. Yeah. I just want to yeah, say, exactly. Crookie was my very first follower on Twitch. She's oh, fucking crookie. incredible. She's a, and just immensely awesome human being. She actually sent us a uh, a care package for the baby when she found oh, out. Oh, that, we that was expecting. from them. Yeah. Okay. She's really, really awesome. So thanks for listening, Christine. We love you, and uh, yeah. thanks for our first or well yeah. second official yeah. email and yeah, first official uh, t- fuck TCN right? Yeah. yeah. I, I just uh, like to thank you for, yeah. for checking me. Put me in my place. Sometimes I need that. Oh, Ron, fuck TCN does. That's our second fuck TCN. Yeah. Right, right. Sure, 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 sure. All right. I, I would say, uh, listeners, please do more of that because I yeah. really enjoy having a little segment here where we uh, get some interaction. It's nice. Yeah, that was fun. Anyway, moving on into the big boys this week, we're going to start off with episode six of Invincible, the Amazon Prime television show written by Robert Kirkman and acted by a whole host of lovely, talented people. Uh, episode six. It kind of keeps in the thread of last of last week's where we're following up on we're just we're kind of catching up on all the different threads. Everything gets inched forward a bit while there's this overarching storyline of how Mark Grayson is being taught another lesson, so to speak. Uh, we, we see some some of the machinations of robot this episode. 
which I loved. And, I, you know, without going into details, because that's what we do after we talk about general thoughts. I really like this episode again. I thought it was really great. Uh, Scott, how'd you feel about Invincible Episode six? Uh, I really liked it. It it didn't it felt to me more in, in line with what I think episode four was trying to accomplish by having a little kind of like off the main path, off the beaten path story. Uh, but it also pushed so many characters in the right direction, I think. Yeah. Um, some parts were a little frustrating, like like to me, like the whole uh, he literally just covers his eyes and nose and no one recognizes the same fucking haircut or chin or mouth. Yeah, but his, his friend recognized him. And I was like, yeah, finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but not that. But not his his significant other, not his kind of sort of girlfriend who's real fucking mean to him. Uh, I mean, I get it. He, I totally get it. Yeah. And, and I thought that that was a cool way to. No, I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt you. Sorry. No, no, no. no please, please. That's the, I mean. I just thought it was a cool way to, like I said, I usually hate in shows, uh, superhero stuff, when they show, like, balancing between superhero life and your normal life. I always think it's done really poorly, and I mm. think it's done really well in this show. I thought that the fact that, of course, in the middle of this catastrophe and no other heroes are around and it has to be him that has to stop this guy, the fact that he has to disappear as Mark, like, think about it. You're, like... Your girlfriend might be like, wow, dude, like I was risking my neck saving people and you just ran away like you're a coward. Like I totally, totally got that. I'm not I'm not saying that her motivation isn't. Like it, 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 it makes sense. I'm not saying that that she's a poorly written character or anything. What I'm saying is the fact that nobody can tell that it's fucking him. No one can put two and yeah. two together. <laughs> the, the fact the fact that he like that he's like, I mean. She just dumb, right? She gotta be nearsighted or something. We like I can't. And the the fact that she hasn't put two and two together yet is it's a fr- little it, frustrating. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what's getting me. That's what has me like kind of like come the fuck like, he, like yeah. He, he but also you think he just got hit by a bus and now you're you're mad at him for not like attacking the the android. You went to go get help. And that's you're mad, true. And you're mad yeah. at him for going to get help. Like totally boy, almost fair. just fucking died. And he like I, I don't know, man. I uh, I but I do like us watching. Thing. I do like watching Mark be continually forced into making the decision to either tell her or hide it and let it ruin his relationship. I mean, he he goes to the yeah. party, right? There's literally that moment where he goes to the party, he sees her talking to some dude and he has a, he has a choice. Yeah. He can either go look for that dude or he can go talk to Amber and he makes the quote unquote right choice. However, he makes it a little too late. He could have went earlier and maybe saved that guy. And he goes too late. And look what happened. The guy's mm-hmm. a, f- a fucking fucking cyborg already. Yeah. Uh, Derek, how would you feel about this episode as a whole? So I I made the mistake of watching it when I was really tired. And so I do have to rewatch it. This one to me was um, not bad, but I think every other episode hit really hard for me. And this one was just like, good. Like, I think it was the. I don't want to call it the worst one I've seen in this season yet because that sounds more negatively than I feel about it. Um, wow. But it was my That's least fair. favorite so far, for sure. Um, hmm. The one thing, really, the only thing I have to say about this episode is this: um, I really hope that I, I'm, I'm glad that we had this thing where we're seeing how Mark has to choose between: do I do the quote unquote right thing that's being a superhero, or the quote unquote right thing that is like being true to my girlfriend? I feel like they've been bouncing back and forth on that for so many episodes now. It has to be fucking done now. Like him and Amber have yeah. to be done now. Like we get it. If they keep revisiting that point, I'm going to start getting exhausted with it. Like, yeah. I feel he, he like he needs to go hook up with Eve, right? We're on the same page. Yeah. Like, and, and I yeah, think they, the whole point is that like, 
he is sort of doing things differently than the way his dad did them. His dad ended up with a human. Eve obviously, you know, has the uh, the the moisties for him. So just just do it. Like just the let moisties. the amber thing. It's a it's a shame. Like I feel like it was a good way to put a period on the end of that sort of arc. But it has to be the fucking period. I'm tired. Like for this point forward. If she's like, all right, I'll give you one more chance. I'm going to be like, bro, like this is getting old. This whole story. Yeah, yeah I, I don't care. E- either tell her. I, honestly, I, I hope I hope they don't. I hope they're just done. Right. Yeah. And I hope they don't talk about it again because it was so like normal in the way that it's just sad because it's over and it's it's really no one's fault. Yeah. Like she's upset for very valid reasons. He disappears. He doesn't show up. She feels neglected and, and like he doesn't give a shit about her. Yeah. We know why he's doing it. I, I just hope that it's just like, I hope that it's just, it's just, they just don't go back together. And they're just, it's just sad that it, they didn't. And yeah. he moves on to go to Eve because it just feels like they're building towards it. They've got yeah. good chemistry. She seems like you said, she seems like she's, she, well, we know she's into him because yeah. she even went to his house that night. Uh, it's all them kissing on the bed. It was like, good for you, buddy. Yeah. And anytime um, th- uh, she like sees them together or anything, she's like, no, you know, she gets yeah. that kind of like. She actually makes that noise. It's weird. It's almost like yeah. they recorded like she's Derek a little kitty and cat. played it. You <laughs> <laughs> sad um, little cat. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be an interesting thing to have that kind of like come come to an end and have her still be an existing character in the world that he has to kind of like interact with. Like she's almost like a constant reminder of of. I mean, like maybe not a great sacrifice, but a sacrifice he's made. Yeah. How how yeah. how all in he is to this in the same way that like I mean, kind of like like Peter Parker and. Mary Jane Watson in, in Spider-Man 2 after Spider-Man when like, he walks away is what to put him he loves at risk. I think like that kind of dynamic is always way more interesting when you have like this looming this unfinished business, you know, like he doesn't have anything he has any negative feelings for. Her. He might still love her in some capacity, but he's got to just live with that because you know, he he can't he can't uh risk putting her in danger. Yeah. yeah. My prediction um, is that now that he is going to get with Eve and then Amber is going to find out that he's invincible. And like forgive him, and there's gonna be that whole th- like. But now it's too late, that kind of thing. I have to say, just before we get away from it, the one thing that irked me is like in the beginning of the show, because Eve doesn't wear a mask, right? And she right. has some dumb throwaway line that's like, "Oh, it's a psychological thing. You don't want to believe your classmate is the superhero, so you just don't think it." And it's like, all right, that obviously makes no sense in the real world, but they gave some reason why some of these people don't wear masks. And it's like, okay, cool. Like I'll just. I'll suspend my disbelief long enough to go like, all right, that's why people don't recognize Mark either. And then his friend did. And it's like, oh, so like, that's not just some rule that you imposed onto your storyline. People can tell who he is. They just don't because apparently they're fucking morons. Like, (laughs) I don't know that kind of like, yeah, like his voice doesn't change back a little bit for me. Yeah. (laughs) Well, he's also never talked to Amber in superhero costume though. His friends, I mean, his friend literally just looked up and saw him from like chin down. and was like, Mark, like, so yeah, maybe, Maybe you just have to like get yeah. that weird old man who sent you a dick pic chin down pose going on, and then and then everyone 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 know who Clark Kent is, everyone will know who Bruce Wayne is. You know, like that's we cracked it, boys. That's the uh, you know. I mean, I mean, obviously, I'm arguing a fantasy series here, but like they're they're a good bit of him and his friend. I'm forgetting his name, but they're a good bit away from really? Amber and the rest of the public. His best they're, friend who's know, had two minutes of screen time till this episode, which was which I kind of yeah. I kind of love his best friend by the way. Yeah, oh, I, 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 I like the character. He was chasing was, that ass. It was just real. Hungry. It was just real, real weird. Uh, is it William? Is his friend? His name's William, right? I don't honestly remember. William, his it's William. Name. Yeah, yeah. Sounds, sounds fine. Sure. Oh, did uh, you guys William recognize is. the VA of the first dude that gets nabbed in the beginning? 
Yes, it was, was Justin, Justin Roiland. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was such a fun cameo. Yeah, it was. I didn't even realize. The, the, the problem the, with the Justin Roiland. You guys know who that was? Yeah, it was Ezra, Ezra Miller. Miller. Yeah. That's the best part about Prime, when the x-ray shit. When you're yeah. just like, wait, yeah. that sounds really funny. I gotta, yep, I gotta start doing that, because God damn it, I missed it. Uh, yeah, Ezra every Miller scene played, is, there's like some creep major well. cameo. <laughs> yeah. Ezra Miller, surprise, played creep pretty well. Yeah. Um, he pulls off the creepy vibe. But Justin Roy, like the second he started talking, I was like, is, Boom, that a yeah. not, is that a not drunk Rick? Like, what the fuck is... Although it was the a burp guy. that sold it for me. When, as soon as he did the burp mid I was like, that kind of sounded I like... Know that burp. How did like, I not yeah. put this together? <laughs> Just go watch the intro. Yeah. It's the no, drunk, no, I can hear it in my head college. right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was playing this drunk asshole. It's so funny. Um, I liked I liked him. I like Eve's storyline with her family. Uh, you know, Mark Grace and stuff aside, like her father being like yeah. he lo- he clearly loves her, but also yeah. has like his interests in mind for her. And I also like the idea of her just being like, "Why do I need any of you? Like, yeah. I can make things with my fucking mind. Like, yeah. look, I'm gonna live in a fucking tree and some gorgeous fuck it. Who cares? I'm just gonna be somebody who helps people. I feel like I felt like the whole time she was doing it, it was gonna bite her in the ass. Like, she, you know what I mean? Like, she's gonna like reforest the whole area and then there was going to be some super crazy downside she hadn't yeah. thought of to that and she was going to be like oh wait I can't just start doing this because I'm not smart enough to know every ramification yeah. from everything I but it yeah. didn't happen maybe it'll happen later I love um, her arc I agree I think the direction she's going yeah really it's it's cool. cool I mean it's, she clearly just loves being a hero it, you know? it's weird to me though that in the, in the first episode they introduced her in where the aliens are invading throughout time for them uh, she just made barriers out of out of pink right like she just but but right now, but now she's manifesting things in the fit, like out of nothing. Yeah, I'm a little unclear about her exact power set. Yeah, it, it's yeah. almost like just manipulate, like energy manipulation. I think like, that can... that's the point, though, is that like she has been sort of, uh, she's been sort of led to believe that that's like the apex of her power is just doing these things that can stop bullets uh, okay. and lift people that's up. And, she's, and I think now she's going like, wait, I can actually do practical things when I can change the fucking atomic structure of. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, that's how I took it anyway. There's still an inconsistency there for sure, but yeah. yeah. I mean, it was really cool when she just deleted the front door, right? She yeah. saw her dad come yeah. and she was like, yeah. that was fucking <laughs> horrifying. Like if she ever yeah. had, a, had a turn for the worst, like, yeah, yeah, dude, she's a super villain. Um, okay. I like the water man uh, look like a pussy. <laughs> I agree pussy. with Scott that I felt like this <laughs> was like, this was like the good version of the pussy. Mars episode. All right, you guys. <laughs> All right, children. Now, Pussy. <laughs> oh, that one was creepy. Yeah, like that one was bad. Pussy. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, all right, boys. I want plenty of time for all these topics. Let's yeah. move on to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode five. Don't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, guess what? Update on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I liked this episode. I feel like the show is on an upward trajectory. Uh, there's a couple things. I'm just going to uh, p- put it out on Front Street, boys. Mm, there it is. I thought that. There's, so there's a couple dynamics to this show, to this this episode specifically that made me not have a disdain for it. Like one, I really love uh, the John Walker arc. I love watching him go crazy. I've, I continued to like it in this episode where he's he's in, in front of that tribunal and he kind of goes crazy. He's like, I'm Captain America. And then all of our heads were like, no, you're fucking not chief. But it's interesting to watch him walk around town and see these posters of him with like cap his back. And he's, you know, now his buddy died and him going to see the family was sad because they clearly had an actual relationship together. Uh, they worked together for a lot of years. I, uh, some of the things that made me actually like it is that this Bucky and Sam 
dynamic. The, this episode was rife with montages, boys, and I love me a good montage. And this, the dynamic between Sam and Bucky in this is what I expected them to be like when the fucking show started. Mm-hmm. Like, they're on the same page. The jokes were better for me. I don't know if it's just because they weren't being, like, fucking twats to each other this episode, but the whole, like, coming back and kind of resetting. Uh, we finally got the trailer scene where he's practicing with the shield, um, which I, I just liked it. I don't know. This episode hit for me. I thought it was much, much better than most of this season besides like the second half of last episode. But uh, Scott, how'd you feel about episode five? Um, I really liked it, but yeah. it all, but it also has me bummed out at what could have been. If yeah, they, if, right. If, if things had been organized a little bit differently, uh, this show suffers from a few problems. I mean, more, more than a few, but three, three or four that I think really dragged down the momentum. Uh, one of the themes of this uh, of this series so far seems to be like Sam coming to terms with what's been done to a past black super soldier and the idea of would it be disingenuous? Would it be a betrayal? Uh, and would it would, would do a disservice to the African-American community for him to pick up the shield as if those atrocities were never perpetrated in the first place. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention that. And I thought that whole segment was great. Yeah. That, that's that. I mean, this, that's beautiful writing and it makes you wonder where the fuck that's been for three episodes. Right. Um, you know, and the thing is like having him, have the shield and then find out about Isaiah and everything that happened would have been a more interesting arc. If he had fallen into the mantle, if he was comfortable. And then as a result of that, he puts down the shield and then has to deal with the guilt of his new successor, not really holding the weight. You know what I mean? Like not, not be able to to do what even he was capable of doing. We're, we're rewriting the show right now, boys. This is way better than the original. I'm on board. Yeah. I mean, but, but, but that's like, that's really what it is. And it also suffers from a problem where like, uh, I mean, the new Captain America. We, we, if we had time to like him before watching his descent, it would have had a more more of an impact. I feel because he's always been cocky and kind of a tertiary character that's literally just a placeholder. We haven't had time to to really get attached to John Walker or any reason to get attached to John Walker. So his fall from John Walker, Captain America, to you know U.S. agent feels like it's just okay. You know, it's white noise in the background. Like it's an inevitability. It doesn't feel like it carried any emotional weight whatsoever. And at the same time, we have the leader of the Flag Smashers, Carly. What's her name? Carly. Carly, yeah. Carly, who talks about, you know, a world without borders and has all this stuff she wants to do to change things back to the way they were. But we hear her talking about how she's a, a, like a man of the people or a woman of the people, how she's like this great uniter. We haven't seen her do anything that actively unites people besides speaking at a funeral for someone who actively united people. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. We've seen her killing innocent people. We've seen her stealing and 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 murdering uh innocence and just super weak villain i i agree yeah, yeah. well well thing is, she's thing not is, supposed to be she, she could have been, but... been a complex character she could have been a relatable villain someone who you see their perspective like we, we haven't gotten any glimpse of what the world was like during the blip aside from a few scenes uh towards the very beginning of uh of endgame you know what i mean we haven't actively seen any flashbacks of her time during the blip we haven't seen anything building up what the world was like for them and what it's like for them now you know, aside from like we, we see that one slump. So like this, this show doesn't have a good villain. It doesn't. It ha- I mean, it no. has it has villains, one of which you want to be sympathetic for. but You have no reason to really sympathize with. And one that you just kind of just can't wait to watch him get his ass kicked. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, he got a, You know, he got picked up by the Wakandans. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, I forgot to mention the big cameo, but I'll let Derek go before we talk about it. Derek, how do you feel about episode five? 
Um, it was, uh, there were good things and there were bad things about it. I do think I, it did surprise me a little bit that I ended up really liking Sam, sort of his journey to accept being Captain America. Like, I felt like so much of the dialogue in this show was so, like, insultingly expositional, but I think, like, his, I can't remember exactly how he said it, but it was something along the lines of, I understand everything Isaiah is saying, but what's the point of going through all this pain if it was all for nothing to just not basically have this rallying symbol that does bring people together? I thought that part was great. Uh, I'm really excited to see whatever his costume design looks like, because that's clearly the reveal next week. Um, I disagree. What a cock tease that ending was. What's that? What a cock tease that ending was. Jesus. I know. know. Um, uh, That was U.S. agents, right? Wasn't it? Well, no, no, he got a he got a new. He opened up like the case that Bucky gave oh, him. Oh yeah, that was, shit. Like, his last scene. So I'm assuming. Yeah, he got his his, his outfits made from Wakanda, bro. They made him a new cap outfit. Yeah. yeah. Um, it anyway. was cool the way they showed him sort of abandon Falcon by like the wings getting ripped off, and he told whatever his name is to just keep him. I hope that his whole captain getup, he keeps his jetpack. Like I hope he's now just. Captain well, America. Well, he did. He did in the comics. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, then that's probably what's going to happen. Pretty, yeah, he kept the wings. Yeah. Um, I uh, I disagree. I actually like John Walker as a villain. Um, I think in the beginning, I, he's clearly representing people who do uh the wrong things for what they perceive to be the right reasons. Um, he thinks that he's doing. He's the person that can save everyone. That he's and. Basically, he's not going to let anyone get in his way from what he thinks is the best thing, um, which is, of course, what scumbags throughout history have always done and felt. Um, I think that him uh, going to see Lamar's family and basically like lying to them, and you see that moment where she's like, I'm just so happy you got the guy who is responsible for this. He knows he just lied to her, and you see this moment where this guy who's already radicalized just becomes more radicalized. I thought that that was really believable. Um, and I think he was a sweetie in the beginning. I think that he just was underprepared for the job because absolutely everybody would be underprepared for the job. So when he failed, he just let it get to him. And that's kind of how he descended into uh, U.S. agent or whatever they're going to be calling him. Um, yeah, it's like, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's basically it. I was going to say, like, a, a lot of the, this episode, I was kind of like, all right, come on. Let, like, let's just. Of course, this is the, the fluffer episode, episode. They're just getting us hard so they can make it come in episode six. You know, the pieces in position. Right, yeah. right. And I get that. But, like, some of it was a little like. I felt like the working on the boat scene was like, all right, this is three times I, as long as it I love that. I love oh, it so I much. I did like it, it yeah. I did like it. it. I, I thought that, like, that was some of the best character development we've seen. Like, it got them to where they should have been from the start of this, right? Like, yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. I get one hundred percent agree that that montage was great. Yeah, like, like the thing is, like, again, they've been through so much. Uh, I, I've rewatched a lot of the the phase three of MCU this week, guys, because I, I kind of wanted to to get caught up on on where some of these characters were emotionally before the finale, and, and like, it it, it just kind of rings even more true that like these they they had no emotional growth between Civil War and Falcon Winter Soldier. Like, it, like there's so much has happened. Uh, and it seems like none of it held any emotional weight for him. Um, uh, and just to reiterate, like I, I feel like I agree with you that John Walker's decline from optimistic, cocky jock to madman was believable, and that happened all in a way that felt like natural to me. It's just that they, I feel like they didn't give us enough reasons to care about him as a character, where it feels like this big turn 
It just felt like an inevitability. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just felt like it, like we were just waiting for it to happen. We were burning screen time. Every scene between him and Lamar, like every scene with him doing his own thing seems pointless because the only interactions that really mattered are the ones that we saw on screen when he was with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing, nothing really flushed out his character. Anything more than like, oh, by the way, remember, he's still kind of a dick. Yeah. Oh, and I right. will say I hate training montages, but I liked um, I liked Sam's training montage. It was pretty good. Every time I see a mon- uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker have infected my brain to the very core. Every time I yeah. see one, I hear Cap. I hear uh, uh, Team America. Yeah, uh, went to a montage. Montage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Julie Julie Louise Dreyfus shows up. That's this was the big cameo. Uh, this is a character yeah. I knew very. I knew, yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah, J- Jason Alexander's in the finale, guys. Don't worry, it's gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Kramer at, boys? Uh, so she shows up as a character I knew very little about. I had to look her up. Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, which is way too many fucking words. Put your name. Uh, she's almost like the the anti Nick Fury. Like she mm-hmm. kind of like moves people around behind the scenes. Um, she, you know, she's had a couple things to Walker. Like I would have killed the guy too. Um, and then she, she put an interesting, well, it's not interesting to us cause we all fucking know it, but she was like, you know, about the shield, they don't own that kind of a legal gray area. It's not really there. So, you know, they, and then, uh, in the end credit scene, which why in episode five, is there an end credit scene? Whatever. Uh, you see him making one out of probably not vibranium because he doesn't have access to it. I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I don't give a shit about her character. There have been some rumors. There's, there's a. So we see in Black Widow that there's going to be a young uh, General Thunderbolt uh, Ross, whatever his name is, Ross, what I forget. The guy from Hulk, mm-hmm. the general. He, yeah, he's that's, the, that's the young, yeah. Uh, Thaddeus or some shit, I don't fucking know. His, his younger self is going to be in Black Widow and somehow, and there were rumors that because we saw him, he might be trying to make uh, the Thunderbolts, which is uh, like an anti-Avengers team of like sort of anti-heroes. And the rumors said that maybe Yelena from Black Widow is kind of like her her cohort uh, through that training, and then like John Walker um, and uh, Zemo would be recruited for like this anti Avengers team or something. But I don't know. Nothing's been officially announced. Can't I don't really not care watch about that. that. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> anyway, I like the I like the episode overall. I I'm disappointed. Like Scott said, we're on the exact same page. I this was I liked the montage stuff so much because it was the the back and forth banter. That was believable between those two, and and I feel like should have been where their relationship started. Like that boat scene, Bucky should have been with him to go back home for make up a reason I don't care. In like the first episode when he goes home, and, and he's like, I you know Bucky's there for some. Maybe that's where he's just living now, yeah. and he helps him with the fucking boat. Like reintroduce us to those characters. They're friends now. They've bonded since the events of Endgame, and then we go from there. But I digress. Um, we have two things left to talk about, gentlemen. One of which is a movie that's got. Had previously seen Derek and I had not called Knives Out from director Ryan Johnson. Derek, how'd you feel about Knives Out? So here's how I feel about Knives Out. I feel about Knives Out the way you guys felt about the nice guys, which is to say, I liked it. And that's kind of all I have to say about it. Like, I like it's not it, like, what do you say? Like, it was it was a whodunit. It was done well. Right. Uh, it w- had a great ensemble cast. It's like I love movies that do that. Every scene, you're like, "Oh, that's blah from you know, that's X from Y," and it, it, every single character in this movie was like that. Um, I think that it had good humor. 
good comedic timing. It had an interesting story. There was enough twists and turns. But I mean, that's all I have to say about it. It was just. I need to know. I need to know how you feel about uh, Daniel Craig's accent. Um, at first, I uh, wanted to vomit into my own sort of nasal canal upon hearing it, but I did sort of like course just correct a real, to it. Just a real, real Jimi Hendrix Twenty Seven Club. Kind of uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> bringing it back. Vicodin induced. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> it's also hilarious because someone in the film. AKA Chris Evans calls it out towards the end. He says, well, stop it with that Kentucky fried fog. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so my spirit animal I now know is Chris Evans telling his family to eat shit yeah. because that, that was oh, my favorite joke too. of the whole yeah, film. That was a good oh, part, oh, yeah. eat shit. Eat <laughs> shit. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, good. It's just, I mean, like it's one of those movies where like, I, I remember leaving and having enjoyed, having like enjoyed it, but I don't, I don't think, I don't know if I've watched. I might have watched it again since I saw it in the movies. But it's just like it's it's casted perfectly. Uh, it at, at a certain point it does start to suck its own dick more than it tells an interesting story, right? Like yeah, it just yeah, oh, becomes yeah. so convoluted where you're just like, oh, it's it's like we're doing Looper, but there's no time travel. Uh, it's just um, again, like I, I think the casting kind of like carries it. Everyone was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, had a great sense of humor. Some of the recurring bits, that final scene where the big reveal that she had lied because she vomits directly into his face. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's the, I, the only other thing I wanted to say. Sorry, real quick. Is that no, like fuck me though? It was. <laughs> it was. Uh, I'm not saying that the entire movie was predictable. Like I'm not saying I knew who it was from the beginning or anything. Right. But like those kind of bits though were telegraphed. Like I knew that that vomit in the face thing was coming from the moment she like picked up the phone. Like. And I just like throughout the movie, there were it wasn't so much that it was like this movie sucks, but it was kind of like you kind of you didn't know the overall picture, but you knew what was coming in thirty seconds, kind of throughout. Yeah, I I really like this film. Um, you know, to Derek's point, like there's not a ton to say about it. I thought it was I thought it was well written. Uh, the Who Done It um, up until pretty close to the end still had me guessing. Like I because you know they do that thing where they they pull in Chris Evans and actually make him look like a nice guy for a little for a split second you and know, you want to believe it because chris evans is such a right. honey he's he's a fucking he's fucking, steve yeah. rogers you know turns out uh, he's, he's spicy habanero honey he's got a dark side and he's gonna burn your butthole on the way out uh so you know he he plays it up as if he's trying to help her and i i believed it because the circumstances with within which he was going to help her made sense so all that was Written very cleverly, right? So we think he's getting kicked out of the will. So of course he's going to help her, but for all, for he also wants his cut of the. I, I thought it was written very intelligently, and um, yeah, cast was great. I, I you know, I yeah. funny, just a good time. I just yeah. I, I had a good time. It I'm glad good. that I watched it. It was a, it was a fun, enjoyable experience. But it, uh, it also doesn't lend itself to a sequel with any of those characters. It's yeah. got to be an anthology, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, but There's also no like fucking way. Also, I don't think Daniel Craig uh, could, or sorry, Daniel Craig could possibly carry this on his own. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I said it's going to have to be one of those things. Where what, what made this movie work was the casting, and there were so many big names in it. With the budget they have, with the payday they're getting, how much are the actors going to be getting? Like, who are they going to get to sign on right. for a Netflix movie for less than ten to fifteen mil? That's Without, what know, I was you know thinking I mean? throughout. I was like, all right, with this sequel coming back, like, and then paying Daniel Craig whatever it is, like a hundred mil or something. Yeah. I'm like. 
he's not even the one holding this movie together. Like, it's not yeah. like he's so integral and so good that like yeah. you can't wait for the next Daniel Craig scene. Like he was, he was good, but it wasn't Fine. like quarter yeah. of the movie's overall budget. Good. I, I, I no, right. that kind of confused me throughout. He was a, he was a cup of Wawa coffee, right? He's like, yeah, it's fine. right, right. It's like, Which, it's yeah, fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but if you, but if you charged me any more for this than what I already paid for it, I wouldn't drink it. I'd yeah. Put it back. <laughs> yeah. I think the only way that a sequels work is if the whole kind of shtick is it's a different cast of characters all together with a different group of big named good actors who decide to come in and do a small thing because it's a fun project and it's just got to be the same thing. It's got to be a clever setup for a premise. A different ensemble cast to just just thrill me, thrill me, Daddy. Well, the thing is, like a lot of these people are also actors that don't have very busy schedules. Like I love Don Johnson, but Don Don Johnson's done like. In the last what, like ten years, he's done like uh, Django, I think. He's yeah, done, he's yeah. done Django. He's done the Keenan Show on NBC. He's done Knives Out, and I think he had a short stint in uh, fucking Watchmen, like for like two mm. episodes. So he, I mean, he's got a wide open schedule. They got to find those like solid A listers of the seventies and eighties to right, bring right. back now. And the same thing with with Jamie Lee Curtis. Like Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, her mother was the actress from Psycho. When her mother passed, the headline read, Psycho Actress Dies. Jamie Lee Curtis has been on the record saying, when I die, it will say, Halloween Actress Dies. So it's like, you gotta find these people who are who now feel out of time, but were iconic back in the day, and will right. do, we'll do this for $5 million. Yeah. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And, and what we're really saying about Don Johnson is we all know he can act. Mm-hmm. No one really wants to pay him to do it. Yeah. <laughs> But or or maybe he just doesn't wanna, you know what I mean? That's true. yeah. Maybe it's his choice. I mean, we'll go that way. Well, he's, he's, he's getting that NBC money right now though. Like he's on that that show <laughs> that show with Chris Red and Keenan, Keenan Thompson. Uh, the NBC wa- cache. I've watched every episode of that show so far, and I don't hate any of it. Which is like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you it's keep like, talking about it. You, you yeah, bring it up yeah. like feels like every other day at least. Might <laughs> have to check CNN, it out. The the CNBC is Chunge boys. Chunge. <laughs> that NB Chunge. Uh, okay. We have one more thing to talk about. I think we're talking about both season two and season three of Dark. Scott and I binged our way to the finish line um, to talk about this, and I am not going to go first. May I open? I was going to say. You may open, open. Derek. Derek, Derek, Uh, Derek, did you you get something in the mail this week? You have something? I don't. I didn't get it. I forgot. Nope. I'm sorry. That's fine. Mine's downstairs anyway. I would have had to show you my butt butt. Yeah. Uh, so Derek, go ahead. Oh, that's a shame, man. Um, that's okay. We have, we have multiple surprises then. Here's um, here's my experience with it. I didn't want to solo your guys' experience, which is why I said I had mentioned that a lot of people like, thought it, that it got better with each season. Um, Veronica and I, our personal experience with it was that we absolutely loved season one, and then we even more so with season two. And then season three we just liked like it wasn't it didn't bang like the other two did we were just kind of like all right like this is good but i'm kind of ready for this to be done now like i'm kind of ready to just get to whatever it is that happens um a lot of the episodes in season three felt like they repeated themselves to us we it just felt like the same things happening again and again there was a lot going on we didn't really care about um nothing that was like totally uninteresting but just stuff that was kind of like wait shouldn't we be like more focused on this um, so overall though, the ending, the, the ending ending, like the very end of the show 
we absolutely adored it. We we loved uh, just the fact that there was this like self-sacrifice aspect to it, tied in with the religious themes that they went really heavy heavy-handed with in season three. Um, Jonas and Marta um, sacrificed themselves. And Jonas. Jonas. And of course, a couple other like entire uh, lineages and family lines. Uh, that would mean. Uh, yeah, there's like eight Mikkel people sitting at that existed. fucking table. Like eight people are left in the town now. Yeah, yeah, that yeah that's the whole town. Yeah, no now more, now no more incest. Yeah, like some people. And that's the thing, fucking each other. That's the thing that hurt about it is that like some people that that were like unborn didn't deserve it, and some people that were still around totally deserved to be unborn. Like Hannah didn't deserve to get a happy ending. Yet yeah, we lost Cersei, like yes. uh, Magnus. Um, uh, Mickle is gone, of course. Like, there's a lot of people that can, were unwritten that really didn't deserve it. But that self-sacrifice, the whole thing we see with Claudia uh, deciding, you know, that moment that radicalized her in season two, seeing Regina, uh, you know, traveling in the and seeing her grown-up daughter suffering from cancer, and she just decided that the most important thing is to, uh, it's better for something to just be dead than to just live in agony at all times. Yeah, um, that's the decision that Jonas and Marta made for. A lot of the townspeople, everybody was every character in the show is a tragic character. That's why I love it. You can you you understand why they all feel the way they feel. Well, um, except Tanhouse, because now he's got his fucking family back. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but so I, I like that, that they had made that decision. I felt like it would have been so easy to make some cheesy ending where everybody gets exactly what they want. But in this one, it was some people really didn't. Some people got fucked. Um, and I, mean, I just I thought that it was good writing. I kind of envy some people got blinked out of existence, though. I mean, that's not that's not as bad as existing, am I right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, d- are you okay if I go, Scott, or do you want to? T- if you want to take over, by all means. Okay. So, so since since Derek kind of did a little foreplay there, I, I felt better about about going sooner. So um, I feel basically the same way that you did, uh, and and I wasn't sure if it was because I binged it so quickly at the end that I kind of was like I, in season three, I was kind of starting to feel like the, all right, let's just fucking get it over with. Um, so here's the thing. I also really loved the finale. I thought that it made sense in the world. They were built. Of course there was a third world. The whole thing's been about the try the uh, trick, trick, mm-hmm. whatever uh, that made complete sense with the world they had built. Um, and it, it just felt like it felt like at the end of season two, they, they knew there was another season, but they didn't know exactly how they're going to wrap everything up. And somebody went, Oh wait, we just did the, the two world thing introduced for season three. Uh, the whole thing's about threes. There'll be a secret third world. That we don't find out about until like the last episode yeah. or the one before the last episode. And we'll surprise everybody. And then they had to use all of season three to explain why that made perfect sense. <laughs> and it like all of season three felt like exposition to me. Yeah. It's nothing but like, and, and I just, again, I like these characters. And I, I, I did. I was a little worried at the beginning of season two because of the whole welcome to the future thing. But I ended up loving season two yeah. because it did basically what the first season did, but just to like the nth degree. It was mm-hmm. like everybody's fucking each other. Yeah. We go back and see Aegon and his tragic story. And he's also kind of a piece of shit. But like, it, you know, it's sad. Uh, Dude, and Aegon's how Claudia arc is one of my favorites in the whole show. My God, he's um, such a good character. Yeah, so I, I basically am on the same page as Derek. I, I thought one season one was fantastic. I thought two was was pretty great. I'm not sure if I liked it more or the same than one, but they were both really fun. Season three was okay. It it the ending had everything up neatly. 
I meant I I messaged Derek last night right before they wrapped up the finale because I had paused it, and it was right when uh, Jonas and Marta <laughs> were in the origin. <laughs> the Jonas Marta were in the origin world without Bartage, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> I just felt like saying Bartage's name. There's no reason to mention him. Uh, when they when they're in the origin world and they kind of realize they've done it. Um, they're like, they saved him on the bridge. And I thought that whole thing was kind of cool. How he recited the dad's words to him and the kid just kind of got it. It was like, Oh fuck. My dad's actually kind of onto something. <laughs> Let's go right. back. Um, that was cool. That it didn't feel forced. I was kind of on the fence about do because they've, they've established previously that if you exist in the future, you can't go back and like unwrite somebody. So to me, I was like, it could have went either way. They could have, everything else could have been fixed because the origin world is, is now the only one left, but because Jonas and Marta are here, they just get to live out the rest of their lives. Like that would have been like the happy ending, even though everyone else they love, like most of their families are fucking gone. Those two together get to just be in this origin world. And Hey, she's not his aunt anymore. They can actually be together. Not be, maybe that was his kink. Maybe that's why it wouldn't work. <laughs> uh, but they could, they could, in my opinion, I would not have been upset if those two were left in the origin world alive. And they got a little bit of happiness, but everything else was gone and the timeline was fixed. Uh, but I also wasn't mad at them disappearing because it, it fit with the, the logic for the for the most part. Like I said, I'm a little fuzzy on the whole, like, if you existed, I don't know, the, time, the other worlds disappeared. So I guess it's fine. But the, the whole, when I was watching it, my brain kept going, well, they kept saying, like, if you exist here, then it doesn't really matter what you do in the past because you you exist you know what i mean well it's everybody so everybody was there's this obviously huge dense knot that was getting tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter and we find out in season three Ooh, i'm almost that there the, Keep going. <laughs> that the only person that's not in this knot is Tanhouse. everybody else at, at some point went back in time uh you know the uh the origin or some people or, or the unknown or some people call him kane the three people who uh, we're in season three that they're all the same person at different ages of their yeah, life. They, right. they, that was a super interesting character. That we got, yeah, that, I that thought we that got, was cool. That we got nothing from except for murder scenes. Well, that was uh, Jonas and Martha's son who was Tronti's dad. So basically yeah. Jonas was like his own great, 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 great grandfather. And so the hence, only person... Hence the meme I posted. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. meme I made. <laughs> yeah, did, really did you see good. that yet, Chris? I haven't seen it yet. We were saving all the memes from when I had finished it, and I just finished it last night. But basically, Tanhouse was the only one who, like, wasn't related to himself in some fashion. So that was the whole show. They make you think that Jonas is somehow at the centerpiece of this. And he was at the centerpiece of the knot. But, like, him, Tanhouse was the one that they had to sort of uh, alter his past in order to fix everything. Right. Right. Um, Scott, how'd you differences between season two and th how'd you how'd you like the ending and season three? Oh no 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 no, we're not we're we're gonna edge this one, boys. I'm not I'm not just gonna blow it. Uh, wh what I gotta say is I loved season one so much. We talked about that before. Season two, I loved even more than I loved season one. Uh, everything about it was incredible. There was something a little cringy, like being your own grandmother. Yeah, was kind of like that, like. I understand the closed loop of that. Yeah. No, the thing is, it do it does obey all its own rules in saying that if you exist here, you can't be blinked out of existence. But it, I feel like with a physical object, it's easier to have that paradox where like it's just always been because someone brought it back before you even wrote it that you've had it. So you naturally it exists on your time. So it's it's kind of like skipping over. But at some point, he would have had to physically write the book for it to exist. He just hasn't written it yet. You know what I mean? Like like that's that's the whole thing. Like so, I don't think it works with people. Like it. It's it becomes that chicken or the egg 
but in, in the most like convoluted way possible. I could right. I could forgive that because the character writing was still really good. The the plot still really had me, and when all the reveals I thought were going to be big reveals way later than the line that I was like predicting came way earlier than I expected. So I had high hopes that this show had like way more layers than I even anticipated to pull back. And the very last episode, the very last seconds of, of season two, when we revealed this is a parallel universe, I was still optimistic. And by the end of the show, I absolutely fucking hated it. I absolutely mm-hmm. hated every, like it, there were a few characters whose ends uh, that you see in season three are tragic and beautiful and close their loops. Uh, like being killed by your own mother and having your body buried in the buried at the bottom of a lake that your children swim above. Back. Oh, that was fucked. Yeah, like that. That was fucking horrifying. Um, I didn't hate all of season three, but I hated the the alternate reality bits. I hated that that the reason that they even knew about the alternate reality is because Jonas went because she pulled Jonas to their reality, and then through him she learns about the multi the multi the, the multiple dimensions. But what's crazy to me is that Adam and Eva both had uh, ways to travel through time, but it seemed like only Eva's people originally had the, the box that allowed you to travel, not only through time, but through planes of existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did they the explain right? that? Like, did they, my, I actually forgot to bring it up, but since you're literally talking about that very thing, they they go through such great lengths with everything else in the show to explain, like, yeah. who made it and who built it and where it came from. I don't remember, like, where did the mm-hmm. apple come from? Like, who made it? How yeah. did they figure out that there was another reality? In the first place, like I, they did plant the seed of like early on in the show, Claudia said to Jonas or Jonas, um, you know, I've seen a world without you. You think killing yourself fixes it. It doesn't fix it. I've seen a world without you. It's not any better. Yeah. Like, that's fine. But ha- how they figure out how to fucking get there? Well, yeah. the thing is, the thing is that that led me to believe that there were time like that time continues as an infinite loop no matter what. You know what I mean? Like we're right. Like, right. We're, we're maybe like we're, we're maybe, uh, you know, there's realities where where he stops Meikle from going back in time and becoming Michael. And thus he's never born, but that the world's ultimately still ends in that variation of, of the timeline. To me, right. like, I, I thought it would. I thought the idea of di- of different timelines would be cool if they had the ability to kind of like change things and fuck things up. If it wasn't just always just, uh, you know, like no matter what it is, it always has been, it always will be. That being in concrete gave it structure, but I also thought it took out a lot of like the uh, the options they had to like tie up their story for a creative way for it to end without them having to do something as ridiculous as a parallel dimension. Um, right. It, that to me felt like the shark. And once I hit that point, like the watching the rest of it was a struggle. I'm glad I watched it. I think it has some of the best time travel nonsense I've ever seen. Uh, but I wish it all took place in one world too. Like I wish yeah. that they had found some way. I don't know if this, this thing at the end of season two was their way of going like, Oh, let's wow them one last time. Or if it was like a logical thing, like how do we, create an infinite loop that we find it into to, right. and that was sort of their solution to it i i have no idea but i agree that i wish it was all in one reality and once it started jumping between realities some of the stuff they did in season three i thought was excellent i thought yeah. that making bartage noah's dad was like a fucking great move because it made that meaningless scene in the beginning of season two where noah kills the guy you realize in retrospect like oh that was Bartage. He didn't defend himself because it's his fucking son. He didn't want to. It's not going to fight back and kill his son. So, of course, he just let him hit him in the neck with a pickaxe or whatever. That um, was insane when we put that together. Yeah. yeah. When, you put, when you put that together for me. There's like so many scenes like that. I think season three d- uh, did really well with. But I agree. Ultimately, it would have been 
if it all took place in one reality, it would have been better. I in the end, to be clear, we still liked it. Like it wasn't like, oh, season three. We don't feel. We, I disagree with you when you say like season three sucks or you hated it. We just felt like season one and two were like ten out of ten, like as high as you can get. Yeah, and then season three was like seven out of ten, six point five. I, I, would, out of 10. I would give season season three a three. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But but the whole thing is like again like there's certain arcs are closed for characters uh from the first few seasons that are incredible. It's just the introduction first of all the idea that like there's another there's a, an old Eva out there or that like the first time she would possibly come back to affect the timeline here would be right before the apocalypse. Yeah. That to me seemed like lazy writing. It seemed like maybe they thought they had more time than what they had and when they were only approved for one more season they had to put a wrap up on it. Because yeah. for this show to have as much momentum as it had in the first two seasons and then completely switch tracks like that. And then again, like you said, it felt like so much exposition. It was like they had to like they had to come up with an ending quickly. And the, the way that they could wipe the slate clean, the most I think was to go to another reality where all this other comp complicated shit wasn't happening and have half their story take place in this other place where we didn't have to worry about all these other loops, all these other contingencies that had already been set up. That's why I said that I originally said that I felt like it was like writer's room at the end of season two. And they're like, all right, how do we wrap this up? Because yeah. it, it really did like it really like like you said, the the introduction of like old Marta, like all that stuff happens all in one season. And it felt like you would have at least had the this been the plan yeah. the entire time, at least would have shown up in season two somewhere. And it would have yeah. been like, a who's that? Yeah. And then eventually they would have been like, guess who it is. And it was weird uh, that it, like because of that, the season three felt jam packed and repetitive at the same time. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. what I meant when I said so many episodes seemed like they were accomplishing the same thing, like Adam and Eva meeting in that little hall. And it's like, are we doing this again? Like, yeah. it felt so repetitive and it but, actually got confusing to the point where because there's sometimes we're like, I'm like, OK, well, what? What scar does Marta have on her face? Like, how do I know which one I'm fucking looking at? Yeah, and sometimes yeah. it was legitimately difficult to see with like the lighting or where yeah. she was. There's a scene where she's in the cage. Adam has her caged. And I'm like, what, what scratches on her face? Like, where in the timeline is this fucking taking place? Yeah. yeah. Um, but they, they clearly yeah. show you how she got the scratch on her face just to make it. You know what I mean, like that, that was that was like clearly just like, here you go, guys. Like, here you go, fella. Yeah, I actually laughed out loud at that because there was no Other like reason. serious yeah. reason for it. She was just like, fuck you. Now we know where you are in the timeline. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, it was another Martha that did that, right? Exposition yeah, yeah, yeah. via it was, slash. It was old Martha. It was old, old Martha. Yeah. Okay. The scene, though, where like every time they show uh, the, the fucking origin, I forget his name. It, it, it's it's the unknown. That's his name. Yeah, some yeah, yeah, some yeah, people call him Cain because he's Adam and Eve's son, but his his name is the unknown. I'm gonna call him Cain. I like that. Yeah. Every time we see Cain on screen, he has such a presence. He seems so yeah. horrifying. Uh, yeah. I was truly never sure if he was gonna kill someone or just give them something. Yeah. yeah. yeah Every like, time he showed up, I, I wanted more of that. And again, that, that's why to me this feel like the show was cut short. But also, like some of the things it did, were, it did so well. Like the idea that Adam and Eva. In, in some timeline, if, if it was timelines as of alternate realities, I'm still in. I'm still all in. We've seen the Back to the Future thing. We can see timelines change. Something could have happened at the end of season two that changed the trajectory of the entire future, where now like all this shit exists. Like they could have delayed the apocalypse, but still the apocalypse is happening later. The Terminator theory, where you can put off uh, Judgment Day, but you can't prevent it. So mm -hmm. anything could have happened at the end of season two to allow them to introduce old Eva, right? The, and, and to have those scenes where like where there's four Evas in a room, I'm like. 
That's fucking awesome. I love that because like old Eva yeah. has to have like quadruple deja vu right now. Uh, but same yeah. same thing with with Kane, man. I thought that that was really cool. The idea of like unifying with all with with yourself throughout time and working as a singular unit, like an army, was such a f- cool fucking concept, and it was underutilized in, yeah. in, in this season because like again, there was so much exposition. They'd explain what was going on with with the alternate realities. They had to explain the the rule of three all over again and give us the fucking the rehashes. Um, and speaking of, you guys understand, like, because I, I, I miss this. I'm not saying anything to, uh, I'm not questioning your intelligence. I'm saying this because Please I, I didn't have the intelligence. Yeah, talk down to me, Daddy. I like Kane, it. Uh, Kane and Agnes are Tronti's father. So yeah. Kane is, oh, okay, so you, I missed that somehow. I don't know how. Until I was reading it after yeah. the fact. And so Tronti's the kid, the kid who shows, uh, what Tronti's Ulrich's dad, who's obsessed with yeah. um, uh, Claudia. That like yes, does Claudia. Yes, yes, Claudia. Was he, 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 he showed Cla- he showed Claudia his his little penguin when they were kids. Yeah, his, yeah. his little dinker. So but, but, yeah. but, but but isn't but isn't she also technically like his? What is she in relation to him? They're all related. It's it's literally yeah. it's literally Duck Dynasty in Germany. This is what this fucking yeah. show is. I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny. Georgia and Germany have more in common than just the first letter of their country's names. Or yeah, okay. Georgia's not a country. Fuck you. You get the idea. So my um, favorite. I just want to tell you guys my favorite. I don't even want it to cut. Maybe gimmick of the entire show is okay. uh, in all three of the timelines that Ulrich finds himself trapped in. He finds himself saying the line to Ulrich. I have it up here. My only aim is to take many lives. The more, the better I feel, um, which was the lyric that Egon read to him in the eighties as right. a kid. And then I'm trying to think of the other two, but anyway, in the other two timelines that Ulrich ended up in, he says it back to him. And I just love that like quizzical look on Egon's face every time where he's like, I've heard, I've heard this somewhere before. Like, yeah, like where this means something. I thought that was cool. And, um, and his, I, just the tragedy of Egon's character where his whole fucking life, he was on the edge of figuring this thing out and he just never did. Never did. Yeah. yeah I, I, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, well, I mean, well, I mean, I mean, he does figure it out at the very end. He's like, you are, you were the white witch. It's, yeah. In the literally in the end. Yeah. 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 But, but I mean, he, I, I'm sure he doesn't understand the full scope. He just understands that there is time travel happening. That scene where Claudia, old Claudia, goes back to young man Egon and apologizes to him and she's crying makes me openly fucking weep, dude. That scene is so sad. And you don't know the fr- if, when you watch it first why she's apologizing. Yeah. You're just assuming she's doing something awful. When you go back and rewatch that, oh my god, it's a fucking just punch right in the gut. Do, yeah. Does her character ever find out about him and Hannah? Does she ever know about, hi- about him and Hannah and the secret baby? I imagine she did. She kind of knows everything that's going on, so yeah, I would yeah. imagine she probably did. I also didn't. It wasn't clear to me that uh, Tranta was kind of a piece of shit. Like, because th- there was the scene where he's talking to Claudia about Regina, and he was like, "I always thought she might have been one of mine," and I was like, "Oh, you've been fucking around." Like I, that was never made super clear to me yeah. until that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get away from it, I I wanted to agree with Scott about. Kane, we'll call him, because I I just kept thinking with the the three thing that they set up. I, I was like, that's a cool gimmick. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so the kid is being shown what he will do, and there's the old man just like watching it happen again on repeat, like history always repeats itself. And I was like, that's gotta be, it's kind of neat. I like yeah, that. yeah. But the old guy always, never really did was, anything. The old guy was always well, no, just like it was yeah. only ever the middle guy that did everything. Yeah, yeah but yeah. What, what's crazy though is that like he's living this life that's you know across the span of of 99 years let's say let's be generous 
because uh, the three different timelines, right? And you can only right. travel by by thirty three year periods. Um, right. So he's essentially living well through the one thing you can only travel through. Oh, right. By right, thirty three. Yeah. Well, they. I, I'm assuming they were all thirty three years apart. Uh, well, that's the whole thing. That was Noah's whole arc is that he was trying to create one that you you didn't you weren't. That's because he was trying to save. Um, what's her name? Elizabeth. Yeah. Um, right. He was trying to make a time machine that you did. You weren't restrained to those years, which is why he kept killing all them kids. Yeah, but them kids were all fucking each other, you know? Yeah. And yeah. their what aunts and uncles and their grandparents. <laughs> and, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Real gross. Yeah. Really? He's fixing the gene pool in the area, you know? <laughs> Just, <laughs> way to go, Noah. Yeah. Yeah, good, good job, Noah. Their, their gene pool is probably as dirty as a Camden public pool, if we're being honest. <laughs> is it as dirty as... Courtney, Courtney loves, loves pussy. Got to get one <laughs> yeah. last one in. Courtney loves pussy. <laughs> pussy. 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 Oh, no. Well, that's the thumbnail. That's boys. all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it, sh- it, should, it should just be the Looney Tunes. I probably can't even use the uh, Courtney loves Porky Pig. Just <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we have, what's our title though? We don't have a title yet, do we? We'll figure that out at some point. <laughs> uh, anyway, how would you how would you rate your overall experience with it, Chris? I I, I think I said earlier, basically the same as you. I, uh, I I loved one and two, three. It was boring me in a bit, and I, like I said, I, I wasn't sure if it was because I was binging it last minute to try and finish it that I was like hurry the fuck up. But I just feeling looking back on like last night and the past couple nights. I three just didn't do it for me, but I did like the ending. Yeah, like I, I get where they were trying to go. Just yeah. episode one through like seven of season three, I just was fucking stinker city. I was not a happy fan. Yeah, yeah. overall, I great great series. I'd recommend it to anybody. I, um, I like to thank you for your. I don't want you to take my my uh, critique of the third season as an indicator of any of my enjoyment whatsoever. Because you, were, I remember someone someone said something on Facebook about how like, how hard the left turn was on this. Yeah, you said just stick it out, man. I think you'll still enjoy the overall experience. And the yeah. truth is, I'm glad I watched season three because, again, the ends of certain characters felt like really rewarding and heartbreaking, and it, it totally all matched up. Um, I mean, this this series was depressing. Like it was, yeah. it was. <laughs> Listen, depressing Scott, you owe it to yourself though to at least spot check a couple episodes and just hear the German. A- uh, oh, uh, not voice actors, just actors, because their I, voices are in. I I intend to watch this show again at some point yeah. in in German. Um, skip the third season because if you can't I mean, stand the the exposition with dubs reading yeah. it with subtitles is way worse but, <laughs> I, I, dude adam's voice is so oh my god it's just like adam's voice is heroin the, pouring the, into the, my eyeballs the, cra- the crazy thing is i like we we ended last week's podcast and i think i finished season two that night i was on episode two of it and i watched like the other six six hours straight that yeah. night and then like season three man it took me a while to get through because it just i wasn't enjoying it same as much. with us same um, with us. We did it. We did yeah. it the same way. It was kind of like we're like we we burned through season one and two in preparation for three, yeah. and then so we figured like we'll have season three done in like two three days, right? It it took us like two weeks to get through because it just yeah. wasn't. Yeah, it just wasn't. It didn't hit for us. It Again, felt like, like a, we liked it. Sure, it just wasn't. Night. Yeah, it like, it wasn't like season two was super fun to finish. It's, season three just felt like a fucking chore. It's yeah. just very telling that the character that committed suicide in the first five minutes of the series had the happiest ending out of almost anybody in that fucking show. <laughs> you know what they say, though, boys? Uh, no pain, no Cobain. <laughs> oh, 
that might be the episode title. No Pain, No Cobain is pretty fucking good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, No Pain, No Cobain, episode 27. Uh, so, all right, looking forward to next week. We have Invincible episode seven. Uh, I forget, I think it's a nine episode run or eight. I could eight. be wrong, but we're not we're not at the finale yet. Yeah. Wait, uh, episode for, seven for, for what? Invincible. 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 Thank you. So we'll be at, yeah. we'll be at the penultimate episode next week. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier will be the season finale. We have uh, we don't have dark to watch, but I was I was thinking we could watch Attack the Block. Maybe I don't remember yeah. whose recommendation turn it was, but I like that movie a lot. It, I'm not going to tell you either of you. It's a masterpiece, but that was a fun sci fi movie. Okay, I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, still. Uh, I think it'll be in both of your wheelhouses. Um, so we'll watch Attack the Block and then, you know, we'll see. We'll see what, what else crops up. I feel like there's some thing coming out soon. Wait, ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, is I it Mortal Kombat, Kombat the 23rd? Yeah, Mortal yes. Kombat. Ooh, that comes out Friday, boys. We got that MK. Have you guys heard the new the new theme song they did for it? Where it's like, yeah, whatever. Fuck it. How do you, how do you, with all the advances in electronic music in the last 21 years, 22 years, how do you make a Mortal Kombat theme that sucks in comparison to your 1990 <laughs> releases Mortal Kombat theme? Breaks my heart. I don't know. Could nope. have just no recut pain. the original. Uh-huh. No Cobain. Courtney Love, Porky Pig. I'm writing it all down, boys. It's going to happen. Excellent. That's all, gentlemen. Well, how about we, Scott, you did quite a good Porky Pig. How about we sign off and then Scott can lead us out with. I think you actually do a better Porky Pig. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty fucking good. Uh, I do. I do like a Robin Williams doing a pig. Is what I do. That's what I think of. Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Piss off, Lou. Yeah. That's that's what I'm emulating here. All right, Derek. Where can everybody find you on the internet? Everybody, as in everyone, can find me on Twitch and Twitter, whatever your preference is, at Doctor Gloom MD. That's D R G L O O M M D. Doctor Gloom MD. Nice. Scott? Uh, you can find, How about you? You can find me on Twitch and Twitter and Facebook Gaming. Uh, I am Swearwolf with an E. That's S-W-E-A-R-W-L-F-E. You can find me on uh, Instagram and Snapchat as well, but you'll never find the bodies. Good one. I like that. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, my name is Chris. You can find me on Twitch and Twitter. Only those two things, and I'll do anything else. At TCN, please. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> how, I, here, here's my sign off. I, well, so here's why that, there was a brief pause. I was like, is there a way I can do a pip, 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 and incorporate Courtney Love's stinky pussy as my sign off? And I'm not <laughs> clever enough <laughs> to do it. No, it doesn't work. So uh, I'll just say, how would you rate, if you had to rate Dark as a series from zero to 10, Courtney Love's stinky pussies, how many would you give it, Derek? I'd say it's one of the stinkiest pussies I've ever encountered in my life. <laughs> but no, no, no. I feel, I, feel like, I feel like less stinky pussies is better, though. Like, so would you give it zero out of ten stinky? No, pussies? it was a, oh, it was a one scale? to. Oh, okay, all right. Now it was it was a very clean pussy. Maybe <laughs> light jog in the morning uh, with a little spritz. <laughs> yeah, but clean for Courtney Love. So how clean are we talking still? I'm, I'm really I'm confused by the scale. <laughs> I, I, I started up off with a I started us off with a handicap just by making this the scale. So <laughs> Scott, how, how many would you give it? Uh, or not give it? I mean, I would say it's during a brief period where Courtney Love was desperate for some kind of purpose and meaning in her life, uh, where she was just letting letting people come in her in hopes she would have a child that she could nurture in place of the, the love and respect she couldn't have for herself. Uh, so I'm just. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> 
I'm gonna say that like there's there's been some loads in there. There's a mild mild yeast infection probably. I, mm-hmm. I would give it probably mm-hmm. probably three out of ten stinky pussies. Okay. Okay. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Uh, I I would I would have to go just just a two out of ten. I think because I, I think. I didn't hate uh, season three as much as Scott. I wouldn't say hate, but I didn't dislike season three as much as Scott did. Uh, I would have to give it just a, a two out of ten. Thank you for new love pussies. Mm. So if we fl- if we flip that, uh, that's a ten, a seven, and eight, right? Right, right. Well, yeah, that's uh, yeah. If okay. if they were Paul, if they were Paul Rudd dicks, they'd be a ten, a seven, and eight. Th- that, right, those guys. are our two metrics: uh, Courtney Love pussies <laughs> and Paul Rudd dicks. Welcome to the cynical nerd. <laughs> Not welcome. Oh, good, goodbye. goodbye. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See you next time. <laughs> Pussy. Pussy. <laughs> <laughs>